for another kick. Oh, and the back man. fists are finally connecting for Asuka. And now Carmella all the way caught, caught by Asuka. Broke free of the cover. Oh, oh no. Right to the nose. Wait, what the is that? What the? What? What's wrong? What's wrong with her? Worry about her. Is, is it another Asuka? I mean, what, what's going on? Oh my god, what's happening to her? She's, she's changing! And why can't I move? There, there must be a logical reason for all this. Shut up! This ah! Ellsworth! James Ellsworth! You have got to be kidding me. This group again! Oh my Welcome to the Wrestling House Show. My name is Chris. My name is Joey. And welcome to the June wrap-up of the Wrestling House Show. This yeah. is the episode where we wrap up all the weeks of June, talking about pretty much every show on every week in WWE, talking about the best matches, and then any other tangents we'd like to go on. Of oh, course, we got you know, some stuff to talk about. Right? I got some stuff to talk about, Chris. I'm so happy to be doing this show. I got Let's get off my chest so I can... Uh, Segue into that UK tournament that's on the horizon, right. which I'm very excited about. I have watched the UK tournament. Joey has not, so no spoilers for anyone, although I know you did get a little bit spoiled from it. Uh, yes. Yeah. Yes, I did, but I don't want to talk about that right now. <laughs> right. I do want to talk about something outside of the bubble of WWE, which we do from time to time. Okay. Because of time constraints, this is usually a WWE-centric show. Yes. We did happen to have a really fun night off, or a forced night off, where we watched... New Japan Dominion. Yes. So let's talk about that for a few minutes before we yeah. get to Vince World. Absolutely. Yeah, I am. I didn't get to see as much of the Super Junior tournament that I wanted to. Actually, I almost saw none of it. I Ooh. saw like the first show, and then stuff happened. Life happened, and I didn't. And when that train starts with those tournaments, if you miss it, it's going to take a long time to catch back up on it. I can imagine. So, so I missed a lot of it, but Dominion was in part the culmination of that because the winner of that did get the title match. That was uh, Hiromu Takahashi and Will Ospreay, which was a great match. Mm-hmm. But yes, we did get to watch Dominion together in the same room at the same time, which was yeah, fun because we great. don't often think well the last new japan stuff we watched together was wrestle kingdom yeah it was earlier this year and maybe i'm just still coming off the high of it but i think i i think i might have enjoyed this better than wrestle kingdom it had yeah i think there was ups and downs about which one was better but i think the card and it's hard to really judge it but i just remember thinking as soon as it was over or even before the main event probably i'm like this thing has just gone from like you know you any good show should go from like from the bottom all the way up to the top it should right. it should peak 
and continue peaking through right. the show and then just hit this thing. Each match continually gets better. Yeah. WWE isn't book their shows that way. Uh, no, they're they peaks book and for sure. Yeah. yeah, they book bathroom breaks like yeah, and, after a big match. <laughs> yeah, and we talk about it a lot where it kind of hurts stuff that comes after it sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes it's smart, sometimes not so much. So yeah. it's just different booking styles. It's... Uh, I don't want to say like Japanese versus Western, but no, no, no. it's it's just a different style, and yeah. it's like the wrestling in New Japan is a different style than yeah. WWE. And you can't get into semantics about it without sounding like a snob. <laughs> so yeah, just talk yeah. about the enjoyment. Are you a pro wrestling fan? Yes, check. Right. You may want to give this thing a shot because it's not just hype, <laughs> right? Yeah, and the Dominion show more so than a lot. I know they had the American. The shows in Los Angeles last year, the G1 specials, they just had another one as of this recording. They had just finished it. I haven't gotten to watch those yet. The California shows? Yeah. yeah. So another G1 special in America. But Dominion really did seem like this was the launching point of their true attempt to get the American audience, or at least the foreign audience, I should say, yeah. not just American, but I think so too, and and North America, yeah, because Canada was definitely in the house, yeah, and they've got a new figurehead, yeah, yeah, he's American, <laughs> yeah, which was because they started the show with this video of this old white guy i was like what is who is this i don't know who this because you were asking me who it was i I hazarded some guesses but they were all wrong it was because i had never heard of him before but yeah so i don't remember his name i don't either but the point of the story is the new figurehead of new japan pro wrestling whether he's really the new owner or chairman or whatever they call him i forget what they were calling him whether that's an actual thing or whether that's just an in-story thing, it's probably a little bit of both. But he's a Westerner. He's yeah. a foreigner. and He's well-versed in Japanese, though. Like, yeah. So he's obviously... I think he lived there. They, they were saying that he grew up there. He lived there yeah. as a kid. Okay. But st- like... For, that's a big deal, though. Yeah. For, having lived in Japan for two years, like anybody that's not that doesn't look Japanese and doesn't speak Japanese they're a foreigner it doesn't matter where they're from necessarily sure, they're sure. and it's it's it is kind of a big deal because i mean this is a japanese company and the figurehead is a foreigner even if he did grow up there he's still a foreigner in a lot of people's eyes sure and yeah I, that was just the first step of many because as you i don't want to spoil too much because i think it's worth going back and watching and yeah. i just saw that the access the televised version of Dominion has been being shown in parts, it looks like. Yeah. And it's recently. They did that with Wrestle Kingdom, too. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just recently being shown. So I don't want to spoil too much about it. Sure. But when watching these title matches, there are a lot of Westerners in these title matches. And at the end of the night, the majority of the title holders in the company are now foreigners, which says a lot about their commitment to, I think, it's their attempt to draw in the foreign market, which. A lot of Japanese companies don't really do. They don't really care about. I wouldn't say they don't care. It's it's not it's not taboo, but it's yeah. it's never really happened before. They're not concerned with getting the money from outside sources. Yeah. They make they stuff their money. for their own crowd for the Japanese consumers. And if other people like it, sure, fine, whatever. Yeah. But they're not that concerned about it. New Japan seems like they are concerned about it, and they're pushing hard. And I'm I'm happy with it. Yeah. It's it's great for pro wrestling. Yeah, I mean it's it's that old saying. What was the always the why the Monday Night War was so great? Right, because it's competition. Competition is healthy. Yeah, 
And this is the closest thing, I think. Mm-hmm. I, and and I'm, I'm including Impact in this conversation. Yeah. This is the closest it's come, I think, so far since Vince won the war. Yeah. Because, you know, Impact wasn't a pimple there. Right. This is a company that has a streaming service, just like the network. They, yeah. They're limited by where they are now, as yeah. far as where you can access the stuff. But it's out there. Yeah. And it, it, it could start getting more providers by the month, by the year. Yeah. We'll see how much it builds. But I think sky's the limit for New Japan. It's very exciting. And if you're a pro wrestling fan, you really should give it a shot. Starting off with Dominion, might as well. Yeah. If you're just finally thinking about pulling the trigger. It's one of the best wrestling shows I've ever seen. You also got a little fun stuff. Rey Mysterio. Yeah. Looking great. Yeah. Like, that, that's sort of in the WWE bubble. We saw him at the Royal Rumble this year. It's like, wow, he looks like uh, he looked pretty good. Right. Okay, and he's definitely dropped weight, which is good. Yeah. That is a good thing because, like, the last time, you know, I remember like 2006, Ray. He was as muscular as everybody else in the company. Yeah, it was he really was bad. Super wide and yeah, it, it hurt. I still liked Ray because yeah. I like him. I like yeah. the guy and I like the character. But he did. It was different. Yeah, and this is. Like you said, a slim down Ray, and he's he, he's, he's ageless at this yeah. point. Like you know, when he was, this, he's probably he, like you know just pushing forty. But you know, right, like, yeah, yeah. But, but at the same time, it's like he doesn't seem like he's carrying all those old nagging injuries around right. either. So he's moving real yeah. crisp. Yeah. So I, it's so he's not there full time in New Japan, but no. the fact that he's on Dominion yeah. in this really fun match yeah. that just amps up how cool this show was. Yeah. So go watch it. I don't know what else to say about it. Chris Jericho, I'm not even yeah. gonna spoil. I'm not gonna say anything about what Jericho did. Right. It's even different than what he did at Wrestle Kingdom, yeah. and everybody's like, "What is going on?" Yeah. And he's always got people guessing. And if you go watch him in Dominion, you're gonna be like, "Whoa." Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, he's keeping up with the Joneses though. Oh, and, definitely. Like Jericho, I think I I know we talked about this while we were watching the show. Just in case I didn't say it on the show. Yeah. But Jericho has gone from a guy who was already going to be in the conversation of who is one of the greatest overall wrestlers of all time. Yeah. The stuff he's doing this year is only going to be like if you have this conversation, he has to be included in yeah. the conversation. Now, now he's forced to be in this conversation because he didn't have to do any of this stuff. Right. But he has completely added to the legend of himself. Yeah. And if you're a Jericho fan, you are doing yourself a disservice by not going and watching all the things he's done so far for New Japan. There's not a whole lot of stuff to watch. Yeah. You you can get it done in about, what, two hours at this point. Right. Because he, Wrestle- he was at Wrestle Kingdom, then he was at the New Year's Dash, which actually, the, the, the show that they have, the fun night after Wrestle Kingdom, and what he did on that New Year's Dash show led directly to the match that he had on Dominion. So in that time in between, yeah. he showed up a couple times, but he didn't, I don't think he wrestled a match in between yeah. there. I could be wrong about that, but I don't it, think he did. He even ripped himself off yeah. like uh, by doing the the mask bit yeah. that he's done before. But it's such a great thing. Yeah. I'm just, I'm kind of glad he did it again. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm all for it. Yeah. So even, even if he goes to the well, it's still super entertaining yeah we talked about the the junior heavyweight title match they have a ton of titles over there yeah but yeah i mean they're all cool and interesting and then of course omega okada oh yeah Yeah. again but still they have the each match kind of does get better and better with them and the two out of three falls match which is what they had 
on this show. No DQ, two out of three falls. It was like 75 minutes long or yeah, something Yeah, like there's no time limit, no DQ. Yeah. And, yeah, Oof. you can say that you think that these guys are overrated, but, man, they make a good case to make you wrong. Because those are people that haven't seen those matches. Yeah. Or they've maybe watched the match with commercials and it doesn't right. work. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe that's it. Yeah. But, but man, Kenny Omega is like the king of wrestling i think and not to diminish what okada does too because okada is he should be the ace of new japan it's still tanahashi because he's been there forever and he deserves it he's he's a legend okada Um, i I said okada is the john cena of japan and i mean that in a very complimentary way yeah you know we're not talking about work right here we're talking about who's been the guy right consistently in the main event having matches people talk about and they're usually the best matches of the night yeah for years now yeah yeah, yeah, so and and yeah, just Omega is that best bout machine. He like and but the story too, like the way that he creates these emotional stories just through wrestling. It's not through this big elaborate storyline that you would see in WWE. It's because yeah. well, he's I, got all this other crap he's dealing with that's, too. Yeah, he's got the Bullet Club stuff. That's what he's I'm dealing saying. With, yeah, and it doesn't even once the bell rings though in his matches. Yeah, that's just okay. We're doing this now. Yeah. But he, you see the the internal struggle on yeah. his face yeah. in this match, so it does play to it, and it comes through in the way he moves in the ring. Yeah, so. but they don't. But it doesn't seem to play into the matches. It's either anything before the match or after the match. Yeah, it can involve them. Depends on the match. Yeah, but the match it doesn't seem to be affected by it, and that's a very un-American thing yeah, to right. do. Yeah. <laughs> so I'll, I'll stop gushing over sure. those two guys. But yeah. yeah, if you haven't seen it, watch it. It's worth. Sign up for, I'm not a show for the network, but sign up for the New Japan World Network for one month just so you can see the show and then decide if you want to keep it or not. It's easy to do now. It'll hook you. Yeah, it's English now. I signed up years ago when it was still only in Japanese. Yeah, you get Kevin Kelly and Don Callis on the call. Good stuff. Most of the time. Oh yeah, Kevin Kevin Kelly Kelly. and or a surprise guest who is usually Gaijin. Right, yeah. (laughs) Or always. always. (laughs) Sometimes by himself too, but there's a lot of English commentary if you need that that yeah. i like watching both but yeah i mean i could show for the ring of honor club too because yeah. apparently colt's like a permanent color commentator even though he wrestles for him yeah. still so yeah. like i mean that's definitely going to be the second part of his life yeah oh yeah so yeah, he's little, good at it too a little cult plug in there all right all right let's get, get to week one of wwe so we're not yeah. doing a three-hour show yes but <laughs> I, I promise we're not going to break down every single episode of yeah. everything Let's get to it. But I really, I'm so jazzed about the matches of the week. We do have other stuff to talk about, but, uh, and I'll probably interrupt for a tangent on either side here. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what was the match of the week for week one, Chris? Week one, if you've listened to any of these wrap up, monthly wrap up shows that we do, you know that the majority of the time it's going to be 205 Live or NXT that has the best matches of the week. This is no exception. On the week one of June, on June 5th, episode of 205 Live, it was Buddy Murphy versus Mustafa Ali continuing their feud that they started back in... In the tournament. Yeah, back in the tournament. Yeah, prior to WrestleMania. Mm. Was it February? February or March? It was was during March where that that match happened because it was... uh, it was early on, but it was yeah. like it was in the middle of the tournament. It was like in the 
quarters or semis or whatever. Yeah. But I'm so glad these two found each other. I mean, right. when these two guys get... And, like, even the way it was booked, I was like, all right, you know. And this is how we started off with Buddy in 205. Like, right. okay, all right, this is a... Uh, it's a placeholder for Mustafa to move on. And it was at the time. Yeah. But being redundant here, Buddy continues to impress every time they've had a match so far. Anytime they've been in a tag match or any yeah. other kind of match against each other, they have struck gold with each other. Yeah. So I'm just glad they found each other. And I know that sounds like I'm <laughs> writing a love story about him. But, ship him, yeah. But man, just it is a really good contrast in styles. It is a not nice, basic good guy, bad guy thing that they yeah. got going on. And that's the thing is like what struck me. Yeah, the match is great again, but what struck me in watching this one back is that this is a feud that's been simmering over months. Mm -hmm. It's not something that they give you. Okay, we're in a feud. We have to give something to the people every single week with these same two guys in a match every single week. This is something that's spread out over time, and I think it helps it. I think it really makes it better. Because when I was looking at this, one of the things I wanted to kind of get to with, with these two guys, because we're actually going to talk about them later too, but uh, you look at something like Styles and Nakamura, and they have stuff every single time. They've had a big match on every pay-per-view since WrestleMania, yes. even the Greatest Royal Rumble. Like, every yeah. single time they have a match... And we've been talking about how it's not living up to expectations. And I'm like, they're building to something. But I think compressing a feud that in such a short time span, trying to just just ram it home, yeah. I don't think serves the wrestlers as well as something spread out. Like Omega Okada has been... Their matches have gone over a year and a half yeah. or more. But they don't wrestle there. each other on the major show of the month every month, do they? No, they don't. And then you have something like Ali and Murphy and 205 Live doesn't get on pay-per-view. No. <laughs> but So they have to pay stuff off on their show, but they're doing it once every once in a while. They're giving yeah. more matches now, but it was just yeah. once every once in a while. Like, oh yeah, these guys are great. Let's yeah. have another match. And, and you know, Mustafa and Buddy have been around each other during this time, yeah. but sometimes it's for different reasons. Right. And that's the other cool thing about it, because whenever Buddy was sniffing Cedric's title, right. Mustafa was in the mix there because he's best friends with Cedric. Yeah. And whenever Buddy attacked him after Mania, there was a whole thing there, like, oh, dude, yeah. you know. And now he's like, okay, Cedric, go do your thing right. and go beat this guy, you know. And then, like, Mustafa back in there to maybe pick up the pieces yeah. afterwards. So he's still there, yeah. but it's not, yeah. We don't need to see it every single week. We don't need yeah. to see the same thing over and over. We don't need to see the Revival versus Reigns and Lashley three weeks in a row. Yeah, if you're if you're like a new promoter, let's say you're a new local hotshot promoter and you right. might be listening, just go watch what, basically what Hunter's been doing with this show with whoever yeah. he's got helping him write this yeah. since January, late January. Yeah. Go, just go watch all those shows and you'll learn how to book your weekly show. Right. Because if you're a local promoter, you don't have a monthly pay-per-view. Yeah. You don't have big time television, but if you want to capture your audience, whether it's the few of the loyal, right. this is a good way to do it. Right. So take some tips, take some notes. Two hundred five is how you book your show without any kind of major exposure. Yeah. Because yeah, you're right. It, it, it's it's a crime they're not getting on anything. They 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 were only in the greatest Royal Rumble because they needed to. Right. They, they didn't have women there. Yep. Like I'm convinced of that because yeah. the way they treated otherwise, it's like uh. Yeah. But. You know, 
they just need they need to capture something, some sort of attention. I think actually the the key might be continue to do these Ali Murphy matches every now and then. Yeah. And if they're only going to get better every single time, the buzz has to hit at some yeah. point to where it crosses over to yeah. people that are just watching NXT. Right. Or people that, you know, watching Raw and SmackDown. There's there's still those weird people that don't even watch NXT. Yeah, right. <laughs> so how, how the hell are we going to get them to watch 205 now? Right, yeah. <laughs> it's a struggle, man. I know. All yeah. right. <laughs> but, yeah, and this match, it was, it was great. This was actually the rubber match. This was their third singles match against each other, which was supposed to determine... A kind of winner, or at least pulling ahead in the feud, but of course Hideo Itami put it in and ruined it for everybody. And I thought that was great, like because it made it frustrated me when I was watching. I was like, yeah. no, like I want to. It's so good. Yeah. And he comes in and is like, respect me. I'm not. You're not going to see this. You're not. Gonna, you're not going to be satisfied until I get my respect. So I thought that was good for Itami. Very good. And that's a great old school way to do it too. Yeah. There were there were a few other times this month where I'm like, this match is excellent. And even though somebody ruined it, yeah, it's still great. Yeah. And that's. That says a lot coming from someone like me, because I effing hate DQs and countouts <laughs> right. so much. Yeah. Ugh. So there, there's, a, there's a, there's very few exceptions I make to where I'm like, okay, I would actually watch that again. Right. Good example. Uh, there was another rubber match uh, this week, the Lacey Evans Kyrie Sane match on yeah. NXT. Yeah. Which I want to. I, I hate Lacey Evans. I want to hate her. <laughs> she's easy to hate. She's a yeah. she's a snob. Yeah. I I. I I wince at the women's right move name. Yeah. Uh, everything about it, I don't like. But she's she's not she's not terrible in the ring. Right. Like I want a Michelle McCooler and just be like, ah, she's she's rubbish. Yeah, no, she, she's she's all right. She's not bad. Yeah. Um, I don't know if she's gonna get anywhere, but man, who knows? Yeah, we'll see. I just want to bring that up because the fact that oh yeah, we had another payoff to yeah. another feud, and so. it was good because I think I mentioned on the last episode or one of the previous episodes of talking about seeing Kyrie saying wrestle angry which I liked because oh, yeah. they've been kind of putting her on hold ever since her, her initial bout she started going up against Shayna Baszler for a minute like she had that attack on yeah. her but then they just kind of moved on to something else so yeah. I just I... kind of wonder if they're like biding their time until maybe like a Yoshirai shows up or the Maybe the May Young thing, the May, the this year's May Young Classic is gonna. I don't know that she's gonna be in it, but maybe that will kind of yeah. remind people of her. She was the first winner, so maybe that'll help get her a push to somewhere. Maybe whoever wins it this year will be in a program with her. Yeah. Because I can imagine. I mean, the person who wins is gonna be in the company. Yeah. Or is as at least signed. Right. Something like that. So hey, who knows? But I think maybe. I think the idea here is is to build up other opponents for Shayna. Yeah. I mean, that that's for any division. It makes your division healthy. Yeah. That anybody could challenge at any time. But you got to get at least three legit women in there. Yeah. Because that way, the only way that, right now, the only way Shayna could lose a title is in like a fatal four-way type match. Yeah, and that's Or an elimination type match. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, right now you got Nikki, Kyrie. So you need maybe one more in there. Yeah. You don't. You don't have to, but, you know... Or, you know, keep Dakota in there. Because, I, yeah. I mean, she's... I like the story they have with her. So easy to root for, man. Yeah. I know some people don't like that character being that way, but I know that there's something around the bend for her. Yeah. And when she... And this is this speaks to another person on a, on a different show, but, like, if she can flip that switch and get angry, she's yeah. going to be real fun to watch. Uh, oh, she's going to yeah. get that extra factor in yeah. there. So, I'm... I'm 
Just hang in there with Dakota. Yeah, I think it's interesting, because I do think that Baszler is probably going to hold the title for a while as yeah. they do build all these people up. Yeah. Um, and I like, well, we'll talk about Nikki Cross in a bit when we get to yeah. take over. But I think, that, yeah, I do think that the winner of this year's May Young Classic is probably going to have a pretty good shot at dethroning Baszler, possibly. Yeah. You know, we'll Maybe, see. Oh, Tony Storm is probably going to be in it again. That would be cool. So Shirai, Storm. You got any other... Uh, I'm not sure who else is going to be in it. I have some hopes, but I don't know that they're freed up. I hadn't been yeah, looking at any rumors. Yeah, contracts and all that yeah. stuff. So like, I'd was... love to see like maybe like Tessa Blanchard show up in it. She and, you know, just, she, I think she, she just signed with Impact. I think oh, really? she did actually. That yeah, that's what I heard. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, I don't know. Which is surprising, you know, because yeah. I mean, I'm not saying every couple has to be together, right. but it doesn't hurt. Yeah, I want to see. Uh... I want to see like Nicole Savoy. Maybe. Oh, man. Cool. If, they, if they can get her. Yeah. Uh, maybe like a Jessica Havoc. Yeah. Something, something like that. I even hear that might be, that could be a thing. Really? Um, yeah. The only other one I heard recently that was seen around mm. uh, in rumor, or just, uh, someone supposedly saw Robbie E at the uh, developmental, <laughs> and I was like, oh, that'd be fun. <laughs> yeah. Fuck, man. I mean, if they're not going to put uh, Hawkins and Ryder back together right. again, this is a ready-made partner for yeah. Zack Ryder once again. Put him in a tag team no. with a with an actual anyway. I don't. Know. I know that's hack riding, but <laughs> you know, we talked about this like almost ten years ago, right? <laughs> so yeah, I don't know. I know that Tony Storm and Jenny are tied up with the NXT UK brand, so they could always yeah. bring them over at some point yeah. because the NXT the the UK guys are they've, all over NXT. So. They've got a thing now. They just did their second big special. Yeah. They actually have a figurehead. And, uh, yeah, let's... Real, man, do you know what? I'm going to save that. Yeah, I'm going to save that for the UK tournament. Because I know about Johnny Satan. I don't want to talk about We'll talk about yeah. Johnny next episode. We can get more into that in a little bit. But yeah, so I I, feel, I like the women's division on NXT. And I, I like that it's kind of in a rebuilding phase after Asuka left, I think. Yeah. And then Ember Moon left not Iconics. too long after in the Iconics. So yeah, yeah. This, is, this is that time again where it's rebuilding. And I think yeah. Baszler is a good person to carry the title as that because they built her up well as a monster heel i was little i was not completely on board in yeah. initially but yeah. i really like her at this point i mean yeah and and credit to ember for making her yeah because she did I, yeah. I think she did yeah uh all right let's move on to week two how about it sounds good no. we just skipped over raw and smackdown but that's cool it's 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 worth did it. we okay yeah. <laughs> it's fine it's fine we, we've got we, we actually will be talking raw and smackdown yeah maybe. there wasn't really much that happened on those first two so the week two was the week of Money in the Bank. So, of course, you had to have multiple people matches on Raw and SmackDown because yeah. you had to build up Money in the Bank, and that's the only way they know how to do it. And I think on the Raw end of things, uh, the women killed it. Actually, no, let's not, not just Raw, Raw and SmackDown. Yeah. Uh, the women killed it on both, on both shows, sides, yeah. uh, on the go-home shows and on the pay-per-view. Yeah. Uh, as far as the Money in the Bank ladder match match. I completely agree. It's It was all about the women on this My one. matches of the night for both Raw and SmackDown were the two multiple women matches, easily. I, yeah. They, I mean, that's... In, in a week where... Uh, and I, I will say that the Shelton-Daniel match was really good. Yeah. And Joe Rusev, I was so happy they booked yeah. Joe versus Rusev, but yeah. they had to throw the Miz in as the yeah. ref, which is as much as I don't hate the Miz in certain aspects and this can be an aspect where he's entertaining but man I want I wanted a Joe Rusev I just wanted a Haas match yeah and 
Miss Shenanigans really hurt that for me. Right. Because on paper, I'm like, that's my match of the week, but it, yeah. it didn't work. I, yeah, it didn't same go that for me, way. yeah. But uh, that that was a good SmackDown, by the way. Go watch yeah. that if you didn't watch it. It destroyed the Raw that week, with the exception of the multi-women match on Raw. Yeah. And it's just nice seeing some people that, you know, they get their occasional due, but this is the only negative that I see about having that bigger division for the women. Mm-hmm. Is it uh, Natalia? Somebody like a Natalia. Yeah. And somebody like a Becky Lynch mm-hmm. is, they get that occasional... It almost seems like, oh yeah, you're still here. Yeah. You know, why don't we give them a couple of wins? <laughs> well... And that's what it seems like to me yeah. that they do here. And the only thing that I don't like about... Like, I I hate to like take a victory and kind of shit on it. Right. But Natalia winning that match on Raw. Mm. I'm like, well, she's not going to win money in the bank. Yeah. And the same thing, as freaking cool as it was... Harkening back to the SmackDown from the first week of the month, mm. the fact that Becky beat Charlotte clean and yeah. even tapped her out, yeah. I was like, I know why they did it. Yeah. <laughs> and I hate that. Like, it's it's the only time where I wish I could turn my brain off a little bit more and yeah. just enjoy it for what it is. And I really do try to. I try not to be that cynical ass that makes yeah. wrestling unfun for himself. There's a lot of people that are way worse than I am about it. <laughs> oh, I'll, yeah. I'll say that for sure. But... Yeah, when I saw her beat him, like they're just they're just beefing up that money in the bank match to make yeah. it more entertaining, and give you more possibilities. Right. And you know, I mean, it worked, but you know, I was still like, they're not going to win. Well, yeah, <laughs> I just kept doing that yeah, the whole time. It's almost always the case when that <laughs> happens. And yeah, I really like that Becky Charlotte match from the previous week, and we'll get to the women's money in the bank ladder match because I was really pulling for, for Becky Lynch, but. Mm. It's, I don't know. We'll, yeah. well, let's uh, let's give the award out for Match of the Week, Week 2, and then right. we can talk about Money in the Bank. Right. Simple as that. <laughs> so, this time, as uh, as you mentioned beforehand, this week it goes to NXT. Yes. Their main event, the great Kyle O'Reilly, my favorite air guitarist, <laughs> <laughs> against Pete Dunne. Oh, man. It's two of your favorite guys right there. Yeah. I, I, Pete Dunne is tops of your list at the moment, I think. He's, he's up there. He's, he's still my favorite wrestler in the yeah, world right now. Yeah. And Kyle O'Reilly is, man, he's the best. Yeah. I'm like, I adore the Undisputed Era. I think <laughs> that's the best That's the best thing in my opinion right now. They're, I gotta say, you know, you just really got me there, Chris. Yeah. I've never heard you use that adjective ever. Right. So, <laughs> that's big for me. So, that yeah. you know that this is a big deal. Right. So... Everything yeah. they do is gold. Yeah. Every match they have is insane. Mm. Like I've got a photo and I'm gonna post it on Wrestling House Show. I yeah. took a I took a screenshot photo. You ever do that thing where you gotta like maybe go get a snack, go to the bathroom, yeah. what have you? Mm. You pause it and you pause on the most ridiculous split second sure. of the show. Some weird facial reaction. Like, I've right. got the undisputed air standing on the ramp and they're all making three of the most ridiculous <laughs> faces. Like and I just, I couldn't let it go. I took the photo. Yeah. It's on my phone. It's going to be on Wrestling House Show. Wait for it. It is, uh, I, I had a bad day the other day, and I looked at that photo. <laughs> just went away. It was great. So, yeah, I need, you know, I think the only thing stopped me from buying the Undisputed Era t-shirt is the mm. fact that it looks like the Pittsburgh Penguins logo. It kind of does, yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, man, I hate the Penguins. <laughs> so that's the only thing stopping me. Right. And that that might actually not be by accident. Because right. some of the, you know, they might be like playing to that territory. Yeah. Know, but anyway. Yeah, yeah, dude. Kyle Riley, Pete he, Dunn in a yeah. 
Matt Classic. Yeah, it was for Insta- the title, actually, for the yeah. UK title. Yeah, and man, if you're going to have an American, you know, uh, Irish-American, whatever you want right. to call it, win the UK title, that's that's pretty close, actually. I mean, the yeah. fact that it could be an Irish-American guy, sure. really great. Yeah. Um, I think Kyle O'Reilly would have made an excellent first non-completely British yeah. UK champion. Yeah. I'd have been all for it, even at the expense of a Pete Dunne. Right. Who is my Think guy? That, like double air guitar. He's got two oh. belts. Come on. Oh man, that's like the old Steve I guitars <laughs> yeah. from the '80s. <laughs> you just build up to like the cheap trick, like multi, like give him so many titles <laughs> yeah. that he has like five. The five neck. Yeah. <laughs> that would be the best. I love, I love that he's such a goofball. Like yeah. he 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 overdoes it, and I don't always like that with like with his facial expressions and stuff. Yeah. But when he gets in the ring, man, he's real good. Like it's kind of like, um, you know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of Eddie when he yeah. was in the Radicals. Yeah, because yeah. he, the whole like he was animated in WCW, yeah. and he definitely had his character. But I think his the switch really flipped when he got to WWE. He's like, dude, yeah. like, and that's the weird thing: the scouting report on him initially and all the online critics and everything they had eddie dead last wow really yeah when he wow. came I'm, I'm not even kidding like they had like i can see them doing things with all those guys yeah but eddie's gonna have trouble wow like so like that was a real thing yeah. and then like who really got out of it the best sure it was freaking eddie man yeah. i mean not for nothing so um well i mean dean from a professional standpoint sorry no. that's you know, anyway, but I think that's what Kyle O'Reilly, I think maybe he might have even almost been influenced by that a little bit. Like, because yeah. Kyle is very meat and potatoes, technical wizard, yeah. but what's he going to do to stick out? And so that being a little off yeah. and a little goofy, I think really just... And that's the thing, yeah. is like, he's the most unassuming when you just look at the group. Yeah. Like, you can see, okay, I get all of these characters, and here's this guy. Yeah. And the, but yeah, he, he yeah. does it outside the ring. My favorite thing is when he invites people to come down to the mat with him. Like <laughs> yeah. he just lays back down yeah. on the mat and is like, come on. Yeah. Like, come on. And like yeah. nobody does it. Yeah. I want to see someone do it and just him just yeah. tear him apart. You know? I think Regal probably is in his ear a lot too yeah. when it comes to like, he's like, you know, you, I'm, I'm, I was a great wrestler too. But yeah. you, when you get over here, man, you, like, yeah. who got more campy than Regal? That's true. I didn't think about that. Yeah. yeah. But respect is all there still. He didn't do it. At the expense of any kind of respect for his ability. No, yeah, absolutely. So he knows something. He knows something that a lot of people don't. Yeah, <laughs> and he's probably not giving the secret away to a whole lot of people. Right. But I think he doesn't mind telling it to guys like yeah. O'Reilly and Fish. Right. You know, so, and I think with Pete Dunne, we talked earlier in one of our previous episodes about how he's definitely a babyface at this point, and he's fighting the heels. But I think he's treading that line well. Yeah. It's just uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm wearing my North Face parody shirt from Pro Wrestling Tee. It says "Never Turn Face," yeah. and I'm a big believer in that for a lot of guys. And I, I kind of am for Pete, but I'm gonna play the wait and see. I'm not gonna turn my back on him. He's yeah. still my guy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I just uh, remember we we hated the Rock when he went baby. Face. Oh yeah. Loved us some heel Rock. Yeah. Loved Hollywood Rock. Yeah. Loved corporate Rock. Yeah. Uh, but. Man, when he when he pandered, right. we hated him so much. Yeah. Don't really, it doesn't really matter nowadays. Right, I'm over it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, man, some people just, I don't know. It's with me, and obviously we're in the minority there. Rock became right. the biggest thing ever. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's just one of those things. I, uh, I'm gonna do the wait and see. All right, you know. So all right. And the only other thing with that NXT 
is I thought it was kind of funny because like we never see Cashizono anymore. He's he's only there once in he's a the gatekeeper. Moon. Yeah, he's the gatekeeper. To me, I recently played a little bit of WWE 2K18, mm. and I in the NXT career mode. There's a step. I don't know if it's for everybody or if it was just me, but Cassius Ono is yeah. one of those steps mm-hmm. in that. So it's definitely art imitating life. Yeah, I did the and same thing. Yeah, yeah. In the in this NXT, it was EC3's turn to to move up in his career mode. Yes. So he got the <laughs> he he got the win over Cassius Ono in that match. It it just looked exactly the same because they never they almost have never done those like. Where the superstar walks up to somebody when they're having a photo shoot. Yeah. That's in the video game, though. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. EC3 yeah. did that to Cassius. They, they did that to, like, Gender had a photo yeah. shoot recently. But they've, got, just... they've got real crackerjack press there in yeah. NXT, too, right. by the way. They, they have the same app I have on my phone. Yeah. Yeah. The <laughs> press that you never see. Yeah. But, yeah, I just thought it was funny. That just seemed like such a video game thing. Oh, yeah. In NXT. Oh, yeah. It, was, it was good. Maybe. <laughs> it's like, uh uh, I don't even I don't even have enough minutes for Cassius like right. without just going oh, yeah he just deserves he just deserves better yeah he really does and, and it uh, just seems like that's the role he's gonna be in from from now on I think they're gonna do it for as long as he wants to do it yeah I think they will keep him I honestly think this time they will keep him around for as long as he wants to wrestle and then some because yeah. they have an amazing trainer I was about when to say I can see them keeping him until he decides that he's ready to be a trainer I mean even someone as daft as Vince can be sometimes can just stand next to Cassius and be like if you were teaching I would listen to you <laughs> right like so and that's another thing don't ever doubt his size is, is a good reason as to why they're also keeping him around yeah you know, so oh yeah but since we're talking about video games, quick aside, yeah, we'll go do ahead. it real quick. Yeah, this yeah. month we did get the announcement that WWE 2K19, the video game, is being the poster boy is AJ Styles. Yes, I'm cool with that. That's cool. I think he deserves it. Yeah, and they don't they don't have a box curse like a lot of other leagues right. do. Yeah, so right. There's that. <laughs> Because, I mean, he actually has his own little thing that he does on Up, Up, Down, Down at this point. He, he goes to retro game shops. I don't think he's only done one episode so far. But it's his own series on Creed's channel, and yeah. it's just Styles. Ooh, so, so we're, we're having a little bit of a pyramid thing going yeah, on. Yeah, so yeah. He, he's a gamer guy. He, he, oh, I know about yeah. I know about him. I, uh, I, I'm trying to remember somebody really uh, buried AJ on Art of Wrestling. Oh, really? And, God... I don't want to put words in the mouth because I can't remember who said it. Yeah. But I want to say it was like a like a rich one or something like oh, really? that. But any regardless, it was like, yeah, I had no mercy at you know I bring no mercy to all the shows, mm-hmm. and we throw you know anyone else to throw down like I, I challenge them. I'm like that sounds like somebody I would be right. if I was like anybody want to get some no mercy on? I said AJ, and uh, they all they always have the same. I think AJ was like a Christian or D'Lo Brown. I can't remember which one. Mm-hmm. But he'd be losing, and he knew he was going to get the three. He just gets off and shuts off the thing, just flips it off. That's the kind of gamer AJ Styles is, by the way. Well, He's dirty. Well, you know, <laughs> do what you can to win. I would just, <laughs> when we were playing, I would just leave the ring. When you, yeah, whenever yeah. you'd get your special, just leave the ring. Yeah. You'd get so mad. Oh, yeah. And then you'd do it to me, and i get oh. so mad. Well, I learned like, from... stay in the ring. I learned it by watching you. But at least we didn't turn it off, you know. No, I didn't. Right? Yeah, so AJ is a, a turn-offer guy. Right. Just want to let you know that for future reference. So the only thing is, with WWE, WWE 2K19... Cool, AJ, great, love it. 
when are they going to have a woman on the cover? Like, why isn't Charlotte Flair on the cover of WWE 2K19? Not just the main cover. Like, okay, I get it. If but you, you want... know who's going to be on the next cover if they do that. You know it's going to be Ronda. Yeah I, yeah, I guess. It should be Charlotte. Should be. And the thing is, like, you don't even have to make it the only cover. Because I have plenty yeah. of games where they're double-sided. Mm-hmm. Why is this not a thing at this point? Like that kind of that kind of bugs me a bit. So like, we've got two more major steps. I thought we only had one more major yeah. step in women's evolution. So you're telling me there's another one now? There's going to yeah. be a video game box cover yeah. and then the main event at WrestleMania. Because it's not it's like the last two things. It, how much more does it take to print double sided? It can't be that much. They sell a ton of these things. And they didn't even do like, and maybe they should have even like going back to Ronda. Yeah. Maybe they should have made her the uh, pre order download. Yeah, because be cool. they're they're hype and Ray, which I'm, yeah. I'm fine with. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that would have been that would at least been close yeah. to the cover, you know, because yeah. they 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 hype the 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 character right. pre order bit almost as much as who's on the cover, if yeah. not more. Yeah. So because it was all about Kurt Angle last year, right. and he wasn't even on the damn cover. Right. <laughs> See, yeah, that's uh, true. yeah. So I mean, that that's. Next year they'll do that, yeah, and then the year after that they'll do the cover. It's, that's my prediction. All right. And speaking of Ronda, though, guys, she's been on covers of MMA games with the men, so mm-hmm. it's it's not that hard to do. And mm-hmm. I don't know. I think it's a big, uh, it's a big oversight. I think, and I think it should it should be a bigger deal. Is all I'm saying. I think one of the the in, in my dream video game world, I think I have a really good idea for a um, and this the. You have to like take all the licenses and contracts and just throw them out the window yeah. at this point. But I want an uh, all-time pro wrestling mixed martial arts hybrid game. But it's all-time guys, so you have to have like legit people. Okay. But they're also they also have had to have been pro wrestlers, and we can go oh, back all the way to the old days, yeah. all the way up till now, and get and have options of whether it's octagon fighting and or pro wrestling matches option. So you can have the option for both things. That's cool. Uh, and it'd definitely be de- better than any of the Lions Den matches they had in WWE. <laughs> right. But think about that. Wouldn't that be cool? I mean, cool. think about the potential of the roster on there. Yeah, yeah. It would be a licensing fiasco. Oh I think. well, yeah. There's there's that, but, but yeah, it would be way of a good idea. So that's a good segue though, because recently it has been announced that Fire Pro Wrestling is coming to the PlayStation Four finally. Oh. Fire Pro Wrestling World the is... The ultimate get-around-the-likeness-rights yeah, game. Yeah, exactly. But one of your favorites. Ever, yeah, right? I love the series. I started playing it back on the Game Boy Advance with the Fire Pro Wrestling. There were two of those on the Game Boy Advance. Yeah, you I, used to do that instead of working, right? I took it to work and <laughs> played it in the back at work. So I actually... To be yeah. fair, you worked at uh, what was it? The, was you worked at it the Star Center? Rink, yeah. yeah, you worked at the Star Center, but there'd be like hours and hours where yeah. nobody would come in. So yeah, I and get it. yeah, I would hear people up there and finish up a little bit and pause it and go <laughs> But I was a good worker. But you, you are. <laughs> I, I'm not trying to bury you as a worker. You're a great worker. But yeah, so Fire Pro actually they don't have licenses up to a certain point. Most of the games they didn't have licenses, but they would have like hundreds of guys throughout time they have had the octagon in some of their games before so that, that was the segue okay. but fire pro wrestling world has been available on steam for like a year now but it's finally getting a playstation 4 release which i haven't played it on steam because playing a wrestling game on a computer seems weird to me because i play mostly adventure games on my computer yeah i've never been the the pc type yeah kind of thing. so i want like i know you can get controllers for computers sure, nobody correct sure. me but 
I just want it on my PlayStation. Yeah. And it's finally coming out later this year. And they're officially licensed with New Japan Pro Wrestling, so you're going to get a whole bunch of the New Japan guys. Yeah. And plus Fire guys Pro. like Locke Bresner. And, uh... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and you're going to have the other guys where you just go in there and switch a couple, maybe change the color of the tights, switch two letters, and it's the guy. So, yeah. Yeah, I, I love it. So That's always my go-to when I switch the letters, but yeah. what are you going to do with Hulk Hogan? Yeah, right. <laughs> um, yeah, Boulder Brogan. Right. <laughs> sure, why not? Yeah. Well, pl- play on his real name there. Right. Yeah, all right. But yeah, so that was. I just wanted to get a little video game stuff out yeah. there because it was it was a big deal for me for Fire Pro to mm-hmm. come back because they, they had one for PlayStation Two, uh, Fire Pro Wrestling. Yeah, I remember I that. Remember the name of it. I, yeah. I think I have it too. I've always sucked at those games. I've yeah. always liked to try to play them, and then I'm usually not great at them. I'm it's, I'm a little bit it's because it's yeah. more strategic. I'm a little it's bit better a, at button mashers. Yeah, it's more of a simulation than like the N64 games. Yeah, the, the Aki THQ ones. But I also was a Def Jam Vendetta guy and a Rumble yeah. Roses guy, so you right. know, yeah. So that that's kind of more me. Yeah. But uh, yeah, we compliment each other on filling the blanks. But yeah, Chris yeah. is good at every game, so uh, I just try to play to my strengths. You know, <laughs> I try to be. But yeah, so that's the video game stuff. Takeover was the next show. That oh, was in cool. between weeks two and three. Takeover. So, uh, hell, Chicago. what Chicago? Yes, yeah. thank you. <laughs> it was the second Chicago, I think. Yeah. yeah, yeah, because the the first one was uh, the uh, Tyler Bate Pete Dunn Insta Classic. Yeah, that's right. That's that's the show, and and also to be fair, and what an amazing. Let's just skip, cut right to the crash for a second here. It was the birth of Gargano Ciampa. As, uh, oh yeah, yeah, because they did the whole I thing like four hundred and seventy-five yeah. days ago. Yeah. It happened in this building, and I'm like, oh yeah, it did. Yeah, I mean, what a great place to have it. I mean, no accident, right? Maybe, uh, but you know, I'm such a big fan of like that perfect rivalry. Mm-hmm. It's it, it's a bittersweet thing too, because once it's over, you're like, they're never gonna find anybody else yeah. like that because. And for some guys, they don't. Some guys are good like that. They can right. they can get multiple rivalries, you know. I keep bringing up Cena, but there's like a freaking Cena box set yeah. on his rivalries. Yeah. <laughs> and he's had some good ones. And then some other guys can say that too. You know, you could definitely do one for Flair, and you could do one for Jericho, yeah. people like that. It's Shawn like, Michaels, Bret Hart. Yeah, but when you have like the history with two guys like that, it's yeah. like Owens and Zayn. Like, oh. you're not going to have... Neither one of those guys is going to have the history... That's one thing that's great about what they call the reality era. Yeah. The reality era actually hit, like, they they toyed with it around the Attitude Era. Yeah. But now, because of our social media age, the reality era is really at its peak, and that's why those work. Right. I mean, it's just that extra thing, like you said. And those are the best rivalries. Yeah. Because... They know each other, and they also know each. They know each other in uh, in in the ring and out of the ring, right? And it, that's why it works in the ring too, because yeah. they could do it with their. With, they could do it blindfolded. Yeah, people. Most people have shit blindfold matches. Right. Those people <laughs> right. could actually have good blindfold matches. Right. It sounds generic, but I believe that to be a truth. And it adds that extra layer of emotion because you you feel you feel that connection because when they're working together in the ring or out of the ring on the mic or not, 
it you can see you were talking about Candice LeRae's reactions prior to one of the takeovers, okay. and just seeing the look on Johnny Gargano's face and the the the, the stare on Ciampa's face, and yeah. just the way they interact, and they do get really really personal with a lot of the yeah. stuff they do. In this match, what was it? Uh, Ciampa pulled off Gargano's wedding ring, <laughs> spit on it, and threw it away. Yeah, it's like, come on, dude. Never seen that in my life. Yeah. You probably will never see it again because yeah. it's just that good, and you can only do it once. And so it makes it believable that yeah. Gargano's gonna go insane and try to kill this guy this is a guy that like if you can turn off i was talking about turning off your cynical yeah. wrestling brain yeah when it's good like this it should be so easy to do it and right. it is it actually is for me yeah and the first thing i thought of when he did that of course how despicable that's been in your goddamn pocket before man let's let's say that's yeah, the yeah. real ring you i thought about that like yeah. you gave him that ring you asshole right like you are the you are the freaking devil <laughs> the guy when they were going yeah, out yeah. into the crowd yeah, the, the dude screaming at the top of his lungs at chompa's face you're the devil yeah. like repeatedly that was i'm not gonna say it was the best part of the match but it was one of the best parts of the match that I is something it. that randy brown would do yeah it's like, <laughs> like he, it looked like that guy felt like he actually was the devil yeah that was so good but yeah, I don't know if a lot of people like went there in their yeah. brains with them. Like, you had that ring in your pocket, sir. Yeah. You you have no justification for breathing in and out at this point. Yeah, right. <laughs> you have no, you have no argument with me here. And so, like the tragedy of that match. Spoilers: <laughs> Gargano lost the match because he couldn't stop beating up on Champa, and yeah. Champa found a way to squeak one out. He. uh he he said he was going to do everything he didn't do in the last yeah. one. Or he said he was going to do everything he did because he won, yeah. but he wasn't going to stop. Right. And by getting out of his actual person that he is. Because yeah. in, in, in the takeover New Orleans, Gargano pushed himself to the limit of his mental, physical capacity of what he would do just of what he knew about himself at that point. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. And he went past it for this match, and it cost him. Yep. So he, it, it's it's literally the ultimate be true to yourself, yeah, or you will fall. Right. And he did. Yep. It's it's but what great storytelling, <laughs> right? Yeah. It's why does it get it gets better and better? And I know it's to the point where they have to be like, we got to figure out a damn way to keep these guys apart yeah. for at least a little bit because, yeah. I mean, we know it's going to be great every time. They're gonna have to separate. One of them's gonna have to get called yeah. because they, and I, I mean, they're both ready. Of course, they've been yeah. ready since day one. But they're gonna have to put. They're gonna have to maybe even call them at the same time, different rosters. Yeah, and that is another really great way to play off the brand extension. Those guys could carry the brand extension legitimacy right. to the next level, actually. Yeah. If it's done right. And that would get you more excited about the possibilities of them interacting at the pay-per-view since yeah. they're all co-branded now. It's like, even if they're not scheduled in matches together, it's like, can they be in the same building at the same yeah. time? Yeah. You know? And if you make it, you know, they're going to have to make it the way they're, you know, like where they're doing Survivor Series where, you know, you, you felt it was really forced. Like, yeah. let's have every cop in town show up. Yeah. But they should do that when it's just them two. Right. That yeah. would be... That would that would tell everybody else what we already know, right? But we would still enjoy the shit out of it, right? So yeah, Ugh. and then on a, on a on a show where there's tons of wows already, 
I mean, we were talking about this off the air. The opening tag title match. It's probably the best match of the whole show. Initial gut reaction for the night is my favorite match of the night. The match that I would... I would watch it and then I'd immediately watch it again a few times. Yeah. Is the tag title match. It was the Undisputed Era, Strong and O'Reilly versus Oni Lorcan and Danny Birch. Oof. It was just nonstop and they looked like they were really hitting each other like as hard as they could yeah. and they just didn't stop and it kept getting more bigger and bigger and it looked like it hurt worse and worse and it, Yeah, I'm sure Lorcan and Birch have teamed up here and there yeah. over time, but yeah. They looked like they had been like they were like Minnesota Wrecking Crew right. in sync with each other. Yeah, and, and neither one of those guys are my favorite guys, but yeah. I enjoy their matches quite a bit. Yeah, yeah, they're not they're not selling any shirts at this point. Yeah. but damn it, man, they are they are really good at what they yeah. do, man. And they're they're the ultimate like pro wrestling like clock punchers. Right, you cannot fault them for just you know they're not flashy. Yeah. They are they are workhorses, man. You gotta respect those motherfuckers, because yeah. God, and you know that match was so good. I didn't care who won. Yeah. You talk about how much yeah. you love undisputed. If if Lorcan and Birch had gone over in that match, would I'd have would you hate it? it? No. Yeah, because it would have meant we would have gotten more matches. Yeah, yeah exactly, exactly. Yeah. And the stuff they did leading up to it, even though it was quick, and they only had a few weeks to do it. Yeah, but it was still so fun. It was good. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, sadly that 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 uh, rivalry has to go on hold due to injury. But you know, hopefully we'll get yeah. back to it soon. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I'd love to see at least they they got to do at least one more, right? I mean, yeah, come on, I would hope so. <laughs> yeah. Uh you know, it was great and uh, going. Uh, my of course, uh, Velveteen Dream Ricochet. Yeah. The build phenomenal. Yeah. Great. Okay, so yeah, right up front there, and you know Velveteen at this point now, especially now, you know he's gonna do something special at every yeah. takeover. He's gonna do a little bit of cosplaying, yeah. And of course, he came out as Hulk Hogan, yeah. To which Hogan's no dummy. I don't like Hogan, but he's savvy, so he uh, he tried to play it up a little bit on on the the Twitter there. Did you see that? No. Uh, Hogan was campaigning to be uh, Dream's manager, <laughs> and then uh. to which. Uh, Velveteen very graciously was like, "Ah, it's okay. <laughs> I roll solo. Thank you very yeah. much." You know, at at one point, as a wrestling fan, maybe as a wrestler, yeah. you'd be like, "That's pretty damn cool." Yeah. But as a person, he right. was probably like, "No, <laughs> don't want to associate with that." I would like to think that that was the case. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, who knows? Maybe yeah, I'd even watch that tough enough, honestly. But who knows? Hogan may, yeah. may have been down on him during. He may have he may have pissed him off during that season, right. or vice versa. But now she's the on the other foot. Look who's hot shit right now. Yeah, who wants a piece of the dream? <laughs> but uh, man, it was a really good match. I liked how like this one, the tag title match and the Gargano Champa match were all excellent in different ways. And main event in any building in the yeah. world, as uh, Gorilla Monsoon would say. And I really liked how the Dream Ricochet feud was built on I can do what you do only better. Yeah. And that they did that in the ring. They were trying to do each other's moves, and it yeah. cost them sometimes. Sometimes they hit it, sometimes they didn't. Yeah. But it kept escalating, and they tried to do 
bigger, flashier things that the other guy does. Yeah, it was so, spot poker. Yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> you know, I like that. <laughs> and so uh, I liked it. I, I really liked it for that. And I had a hard time picking my favorite match. But, yeah, I just, I don't know. I liked the, the fight of the tag match. It was so good, but at the same time, I kept thinking this. I think they might even have a better one inside of them. Yeah. I, I think so. that that's going to be. And that's for damn sure going to be a world title match at some point. I would hope so. Yeah, so. And, yeah, I just. Who you know, and after you know, they blew off the Lars Sullivan thing, you know, yeah. Alistair, and uh, I, I hope that's well. It has to be done for at least a little bit. <laughs> yeah, another injury, yeah. but uh, who you know, Ricochet wins the match, so you got to think that they're going to put him up for contender. But what if they Maybe. do another match with Dream and Ricochet, even on like an NXT regular yeah. show? Yeah. Dream pulls it off. I mean, who doesn't want? you know dream versus black too yeah want that badly and you know dream maybe probably finally getting his due yeah and getting the belt which will lead to great potential matches with both of those guys as challengers down the road to the point where they're gonna have to fight each other to get to him right i mean there's so much potential in actually getting the belt on dream right now yeah i think it's an inevitability and i'm gonna go ahead i'm gonna i'm gonna say uh I'm, I'm going to say SummerSlam or Survivor Series. Uh-huh. I'll play it safe and say he'll he'll have it by Survivor Series. Dream will be the champ. Yeah. All right. For that reason, yeah. because it opens up it opens up the main event pitcher so well. Even more. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I'd kind of like to see maybe Ricochet go after the North American title for a little bit like and that's... have Dream move up. Yeah. And then Ricochet's like, "Hey, I beat you. Remember that in Chicago where I beat you? Yeah. Now give me a title shot." What do you think about doing, like, potentially, uh, like, you know, this is kind of, this would be considered to be a TNA ripoff thing, Mm. but what about using the North American title as, you know, it should be a number one contender. You should be the number one contender. This is my old NWA brand. If you're the North American champion, you should be the number one contender to the title at NXT. Yeah. Will there be, do do you think a cash-in option should be a thing that they can do? And do it well? I don't know. Because I go back and forth because I see what you're saying. And I kind of agree. But at the same time, I don't want to see people give up a title. And if you... I don't want to... If they're the number one contender and they cash in, they're giving up their title. So it's not... You think it should just be the match and they don't lose the title. Um, But then if they win, they do have to vacate it. And then you... You know, you go back to the tournament bit. That that's another old way to do it. That's what they did yeah. after WrestleMania six with the Intercontinental title. That could be cool because it could lead to yeah. I don't know. I just vacating titles. I don't like so much. So I understand why they don't have it as it's being the number one contender. But I I like I do like it when it is. So I'm on the fence with that one. Yeah. I feel like they're almost going to put the, you know, and maybe this is just because I'm thinking because of the way they booked it for Evolve, mm. you know, where they, which yeah. is, I mean, who'd have thought you'd ever see that, yeah. first of all? Yeah. And, you know, of course, there's always the rumor that WWE is probably throwing some money at Evolve, yeah. but all, like they did with ECW back sure. in the day. But also, like, people think that they're just going to buy them right out at some point and just use them as territory. Mm, I hope they don't. Keep them where they are, but, yeah. like, just it'll be like NXT two or something, yeah. and it'll just be a thing. It'll be on the network, and it'll be sort of its own thing. I mean, if they can get them on the network, cool. But I, yeah. I don't want them to. If if they were to be on the network, I'm sure they would buy them out first. They're not going to oh, yeah. have someone else's stuff on their show. On sure, the network. they've got so much. 
intrigue just like the before they were stars stuff yeah just in there which is at this point like a few years ago who would think who, you know who'd have thought that you yeah. know like it's definitely more in like ring of honor and stuff like that that they yeah. would maybe have the interest but i don't know there's a lot of speculation i'm throwing at you but uh mm-hmm. yeah i just uh we live in interesting times I, i'm yeah. glad that because you, you see how stagnant it can be in that era early 2000s pretty much up until like you know four or five years ago honestly sure. And now we live in interesting times again. Well, and we have more access to more wrestling than ever before. Yeah. Because Evolve and Progress both have, like, really good streaming things. Like, you go sign up for, like, five bucks or whatever, and you get all their shows. Yeah. And And when when Vince bought WCW in 2001, there was, like... Oh, do you think they might actually start a, a 24-hour channel? Like, right. We waited a long time for yeah. it. We waited 10 years for it. But then, like, just the fact that we could have one, we were like, wow. Yeah. And now there's, like, four really good ones. Yeah, there's way too much stuff to watch. We talked about, we lamented the fact that we can't watch everything before. Like, I think yeah. it was on our WrestleMania wrap-up thing. But, yeah, there's... I keep waiting to pull the trigger on getting, like, progress. Cause yeah, I WNW want, Live, yeah. yeah. I want to get the progress uh, subscription, but I I don't have time to watch it. <laughs> no. uh, I, I, this is going to be one of the only generic things that we do here on Wrestling House Show ever, as far as referencing something that probably another wrestling podcast has already said. Mm. But, man, if we could get paid to do this, <laughs> that would be... Yeah. That would be uh, amazing. It would be tremendous. Yeah, I would watch wrestling for my full-time job. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just want that Jerry Lawler gig where he doesn't know what's going to happen. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That, that would just be everything to me. Because they all, they all, you can see them peeling through their scripts right. back there. Yeah. All right. Okay, let, let's go back to TakeOver here for a little bit. All right. The fact that we're talking about the opening tag title match and how, like, man probably the match of the night but i mean there's a lot of, you could argue any of those three yeah. matches that we talked about yeah. and nikki cross deserves an amazing special mention yeah as to how i think she even her stock even went up more yeah. in that match i know i know people that like were even texting me like wow nikki cross yeah so there's that but like just getting back to that tag title match and the thing that i keep going back to and i mentioned this to you the other day at work um is it it's cool and it's exciting but i think it's completely pathetic on the, on the same end the nxt has the best tag division in the entire company like smackdown has a really really good tag team division yeah yeah <laughs> and okay i'll even say for argument's sake it's neck and neck with nxt just to be fair because on paper smackdown is the best tag team division on the planet, actually. They have the best tag teams in the world right now. Yeah. I'm putting I it right would, out there. I would, I would agree with that. The, I'd, I'd put any of those teams against any of the best teams in New Japan right now. That's how good... Mm. And you forget, because they just don't get booked hardly ever. Right. But the freaking bar? Yeah. And the club... Of course, the Bludgeon Brothers. But I still think about the Wyatt version. Yeah. The ones that had better matches. Yeah. And that's no shot at them. It's, it's just the, the way booking is the yeah. booking is bad. New Day, the longest reigning tag champions of all time. Yeah. So there's four right there. The oh Usos. wait, the Usos. Yeah. And now you have Sanity. Yeah. That's six home runs right yeah. there. Yeah. The best tag division on paper. I'd put that up against any era, pretty much. 
and I think they could hang. They could hang in the Attitude TLC era. Right. They could hang in that really kick-ass late 80s era with the Rockers and the Bulldogs and the Busters yeah. and the Hearts. Yeah. It's that good, man. I okay, agree. so yeah. SmackDown Tag Division on paper, phenomenal. Yes. They don't use it to its fullest potential, which is kind of sad. It's Yeah, they did for a while, but yeah. uh, Usos have been taking it easy. New Day is moving into singles matches. Yeah. So, yeah. I'm, ha- I'm, I'm happy that Woods got a lot of looks. Yeah. Good stuff. So there's that. The NXT Tag Division, really, 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 really good. Mm-hmm. So let's say right now, as far as overall enjoyment and booking, NXT is the best division they, for television right they now. They are providing the best matches, the best tag team matches consistently. Yeah. And Monday Night Raw, <laughs> Monday Night Raw, yeah. the flagship show, the be-all, end-all. Yes, one of television's greatest creations, I'm not going to argue. Yeah. And they have the most piss-poor tag team division. Impact probably has a better tag division right now, and I'm not even watching it. <laughs> it's, it's a joke, man. It's yeah. an absolute freaking joke. And I'm not trying to insult the talent. I've never done it, I can't do it, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But what do they got over there? Tell me, Chris, what do they got? You know why I need to ask you? Right. Because I don't see any of it. <laughs> yeah. And I watch Raw on Hulu. And yes, that's the ongoing joke for this show. But I don't even know what the division is. Yeah. Well, I mean, of course, it's Wyatt and Hardy as the champs. Uh, the B team. That's pretty much the only thing right now is Wyatt and Hardy and the B team. Well, and um, Titus Worldwide you, is still together. I'm you assuming. have Titus Worldwide making those other teams look good. You have Brizongo making those other teams look good. Yeah. Oh, and by the way, uh, I just heard uh, Fandango's out for six months. <sighs> Sucks. They're okay. You have the Revival who who are going for making Lashley and Reigns look good, but they're <laughs> they're I don't know what they're going to do with them. It's one of those things where when you put a team like that against the makeshift main eventers you don't that's not really a path to anything it's it's a cul-de-sac like there's a wall at the end of that i'm gonna go i'm gonna go win the powerball and i'm gonna steal every good worker off of raw right i'm gonna start my own freaking show call it monday night mechanics (laughs) right Right. it's gonna be kevin owens Sami Zayn, the revival (laughs) finn balor seth rollins seth rollins yeah well he's ziggler yeah ziggler mcintyre yeah how else can I be snobby about this? I'm sure there's more. That's pretty much it. Yeah. And Elias, and that's about right. it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, no murders, no... Uh... <laughs> okay. Yeah, they got Monday Night Murder, Monday Night Mechanics. Right. <laughs> mechanics is where it's at. Attack Division sucks, and I just wanted to say that. Yeah. And how dare they? Yeah, they... I don't, I don't understand the B team thing necessarily. Like, I mean, cool... Obviously, I'm... Vince hates tag teams, and he's hated them for a long time. I mean, I'm happy for Dallas and Axel, but I mean, it just—it's unbelievable, like that they win every time now, and it's just running over these other teams. And you've yeah. got the Authors of Pain, who are now starting to redo their squash match tour. Oh, are they? Because they, they put it on hold for a bit. It seemed like, and now they're doing well, it again. So I haven't seen any of that. Slater and Rhino are still technically on that show. Oh right yeah, there? they're in the the Brizongo uh, Titus Worldwide category. Former uh, SmackDown, former re-inaugural SmackDown <laughs> yes. tag champions, yeah. which that was such fun stuff to yeah. watch, man. But even SmackDown, kind of after they lost the titles, they were like, "Oh, okay, well, sure. we'll just leave you guys behind now." Yeah, but to my point. Yeah, no, I. It's agree. like twins. Yeah. You know, remember Schwarzenegger, Devito. Yeah. 
It's, it's all, the, yeah. all the good stuff went over here and right. all the crap went over there. Yeah. As that guy put it so eloquently. Right. Raw and SmackDown are the twins of uh, pro wrestling. <laughs> Schwarzenegger. SmackDown Schwarzenegger, of course. Right. <laughs> I love you, Danny. Okay. All right, I gotta catch my breath, Chris. So, um, what'd you think of Money in the Bank? I think overall, I did enjoy the show. I like, well, I mean, uh, it's hard for me to not like a ladder match. Yeah. Like, especially like a Money in the Bank ladder match. Wasn't super thrilled with the results necessarily of either one, actually. But the matches themselves, I was really into. And actually, the women's one got me super into it because they did tease Becky winning, and she was up there. A few times, yes. and I was fully invested, and yeah. I just wanted her to win so bad. And uh, bless you, Chicago, for being just the best American crowd <laughs> a good amount of the time. Like, you know, we're not the biggest on hijacking shows, but for the most part, Chicago gets it. Yeah. They're the voice of the frustrated online fan that is not a total dick. Right. And uh, the fact that there was a lot of respect for Becky Lynch in that match, especially, yeah. I was very happy about that. Because I wasn't expecting it because she was getting the Ziggler treatment, as I used to call it. Yeah. As I used to call it. Is that they, they booked her for people to not care about her. Right. And she had a good few weeks. They gave her a few wins. And yeah. for the reason that I thought that they did, which turns out they did. Yeah. But... It was just nice to see that kind of reaction. Right. And they didn't really, they weren't really hating on anybody, which was yeah. great. Yeah. Like, it's even hard to boo Alexa because, you know, we, we love oh, her. Yeah, She's people, so good. Yeah, people love Alexa. Yeah. I, so. I like her too. I just, I don't know. I wanted someone else. I like for the money in the bank to elevate someone rather than give it to someone who doesn't necessarily need it. Yeah. It, it, it's, they, it shouldn't elevate every time. But most of the time. Yeah. Because someone repeating can be interesting. Yeah. Punk did it very well. Punk's he, wins he did, were good. He yeah. did it better the second time, too. That yeah. was the best part about yeah. it. Um, but yeah, like, I'm not mad about Alexa winning. But yeah, of course, I was I was all about Becky. But here's the other thing. I, I think that they're really gun-shy about putting a baby face with the briefcase. Because... You know, it's yeah, it's always more so. fun when it's a Weasley heel. You know, like yeah, and, I'm trying to think back now. Well, I mean, it's yeah. it's one of those things where it was done like honorably. Rob Van Dam cashed in for a match. Yeah, he didn't steal it. You know, he didn't do what Edge did. Right. He's just not. He's just not that guy, man. Yeah. And a lot of people aren't that person. So it has to be someone who will do it for that reason. Yeah. You know, if you're a tweener, it works. Punk. You know. Punk was technically a heel, I guess, uh, when he cashed in on Jeff Hardy, but his fan base was so huge, yeah, he couldn't even, was, yeah. didn't even matter. I mean, yeah, the kids cried, but yeah, <laughs> screw the kids. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, I think that's what it, really what it is for the most part. Yeah, that's why. That's why the, the oh, the Braun Strowman. Yeah. So the the way the. I, I didn't dislike the men's Money in the Bank ladder match. I enjoyed the match for the most part. One problem I had, though, with it was that the Raw match from the that week pretty much was the exact same overall story arc of the Money in the Bank match. And so the whole thing with Kevin Owens trying to rally people to his side, it's like, hey, this dude's big, let's knock him out of it. Yeah. And nobody... 
And he's right. Yeah, he's completely right. <laughs> and nobody really getting on his side because nobody likes Kevin Owens. I get it. But, hey, if you don't help him, you're going to lose for sure. Yeah. And everybody did. Yeah. But The, the whole... early warning signs are there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but so it was interesting on Raw that Kevin Owens actually sacrificed himself in order to take Braun Strowman out. Because usually with Kevin Owens, you think, oh, he's going to manipulate someone else to do that for him yeah. so Owens can get himself. He's in a weird place where he, he doesn't have He is in a weird somebody. place. Yeah. yeah. So he had the other guys help him, and he did it himself where he did the frog splash onto Braun Strowman through the table. Yep. And so he was in the rubble. They continue the match, whatever. Strowman emerges from the rubble. He Rises comes, from the dead. Yeah, yes. and he comes down and, and wreaks havoc. Same thing happened in the Money in the Bank ladder match. They all actually did beat up on Strowman towards the beginning. They bury him in the ladders. So, good news, bad news. We don't see Braun Strowman throughout most of this match. Good news. Bad news. Braun Strowman does the exact same thing he did on Raw. Emerges from the rubble. And goes up and wins the match. So, it's like, I don't... They've done... WWE does this a lot where they have someone who, oh, he's out of the match. He's never going to be able to get back into (laughs) it. They always get back into it. Like, unless they're carried out... Not even that. But, I mean, (laughs) unless it's obvious that he's actually hurt. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) This isn't Sin Cara and Money in the Bank in 2012 or whatever that was. (laughs) that aside... I I like the ladder match. Sure. Uh, I didn't hate it either, but I just thought the anticlimactic thing about yeah. it. I mean, Kevin really needed that briefcase. I felt so bad for I him. was pulling for Balor. Well, yeah, but yeah. I, I didn't see a realistic world at this yeah. point where they were going to give him the briefcase yeah. because... I mean, I could I can see it in my head of him ca- cashing in on Brock just when Brock yeah. shows up for a promo. Yeah. That would be everything to me. See, that's the thing. Sorry, I just <laughs> interrupted with another tangent. So, my deal this year is that I would like to see the Money in the Bank briefcase be a contract for any title that the person holding it can qualify for. So, a heavyweight can't go for the Cruiserweight title, but a heavyweight can challenge for any singles title and leave the wording that kind of open to where mm-hmm. there's the surprise of, this guy from SmackDown won it. Oh, what's he doing on Raw tonight? And he catches in on the Raw dude. Because the thing with Brock Lesnar holding this title for over a year Hostage. and a half. yes. Yeah. When does the Raw guy get a chance to cash in? Two, three times a year? Like, what's the point? Where's the intrigue in that? It's yeah. dumb to put it on a Raw guy. It's dumb to put it on someone like Braun Strowman. Whether you like him or not, he's never going to have a chance to cash in. They're going to yeah. create a situation, of course, where he's, he can do it. He's going to have to do... They're going to have to do the thing that Rob Van Dam did. Or, yeah. you know... Uh, who, who else did that shit? Someone else did do the right thing and be like, we're just going to have a match. Yeah, I can't remember. I can't remember now. Because yeah. the Rob Van Dam one's so memorable. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. But, yeah, so... But if you add that stipulation to where it's open... Braun Strowman, is he going to go after the Intercontinental title, maybe, since there's no other title to challenge for on Raw? Or he shows up on SmackDown one night. It should be a free pass to do whatever, is my thing. They, yeah. they do that in New Japan with the New Japan Cup. It's like, whatever title you qualify for, you can go after. Yeah. So it would add intrigue where, as of right now, with Braun Strowman holding it, or any Raw guy holding it, there's no intrigue. Zero. Yeah. There's no point. Yeah. I'm, I'm with you. I will be fair. Being fair to Braun, he did do one thing this month that I actually did enjoy. What's up? 
and that was it was people keep replaying the Bobby Roode bit where he like hand slams the ladder and it breaks in half oh, and yeah. Bobby's like <gasps> yeah. you know good for you Bobby very good at your job right <laughs> but uh I like the one where Braun's just running and he mm. just goes through the ladder oh, yeah. cause I didn't expect that yeah that was really cool man yeah. like cause who else are you gonna get to do that with right. So, I'm actually really glad they did that, at least. Yeah. That is the one time I've really been like, <laughs> I'm really glad you're here tonight. You're right. That's it. That's all so, I yeah, got. I don't hate the guy. I'm, yeah. I'm not I'm not bashing that as much as just Brock Lesnar, I guess, or the yeah. situation with yeah. that. And I, I don't really want to see Braun Strowman with the, the briefcase anyway, because he doesn't need it. Yeah, because that's another... I just think... Yeah, he's not going to sell any more or less T-shirts. Yeah, with the briefcase. And realistically, just, who who saw that and was like, yeah. oh no, I like him now. Like, because everybody's yeah. kind of on exactly. board. I've been to a couple of live events since yeah. the baby facing of Braun Strowman, yeah. and it's working. Okay, yeah. it's working way better than that other guy. Yeah. I want to go the whole show without even mentioning his name. Let's let's <laughs> right. let's do that if All we can. Right. In realist- it's like a swear jar. <laughs> Realistic- realistically, with Braun Strowman, if you put him in a number one contender match, he's probably going to win. Yeah. And you can't say that with, with all the other guys in that match yeah. that night. So. That hurt, hurts that main event division as well. Yeah. Not as bad as the tag division. Yeah. But it's pretty close. But, yeah. So, I mean, yeah, it was fine. The Asuka-Carmella match. Ooh. <laughs> uh, I'm just going to get... I can, do, do you want to just go back to the text history when you were watching it? <laughs> sure. It just says, Ellsworth, really? Yeah. Because oh. I watched it after Joey did. And yeah. he was, I was waiting. I, yeah. I knew, like, I, if he didn't fall asleep, I knew that I'd at least get that out of him. And I knew it was coming. I was just waiting for it. And it got, like, one in the morning. I'm like, ah, <laughs> I know where he is now. Uh, so, I, I didn't... He was supposed to be in freaking China that weekend, by the way. Oh, really? He had a Chinese booking and he canceled it. And then I went... I know about this, but I'm not going to tell Chris because I would feel so bad being the guy that delivered that news to him. I'd rather just have those guys yeah. deliver the news. Because <laughs> I, I knew it was around the corner. I just, yeah. As soon I as I saw the figure, I knew it was him. I don't get it, man. Why? No. What? The, the thing... So they put Ellsworth with Carmella because they had nothing for Ellsworth and they were throwing him out there like to run out whatever contract he had yeah. on that first run. Yeah. That's all that was. You're not going to convince me that's not what that was. Yeah. They had him ruin the first women's money in the big yeah. match. Yeah, exactly. And pretty much Which the they second pretty one. much don't talk about anymore. Yeah. This is the whole reason they actually wrote him out of history. Yeah. To only bring him back again. Right. So I don't <laughs> understand it that way. I'm and it's a step backwards for Carmella. It's a huge yeah. step backward because you were con- trying to convince me about Carmella that she figured it flipping out, flipping the switch yeah. with the belt and being like, "Okay, I can do this. This is this is what I've always been." But with the title, it brought it out of me mm-hmm. and bringing in Ellsworth to do what he does completely kills all that and mm-hmm. she's back where she was. And mm-hmm. I don't want her to hold the title anymore. And with these matches with. Oscar and Charlotte these past couple months it didn't convince me any like I kind of liked how this match worked I don't believe that Carmella can beat Asuka in a singles match I just right. don't ever like it yeah. will never ever happen and they don't either yeah but I Carmella was able to hang in there and it made sense for the most part and then of course the whole dumb thing with Ellsworth at the end killed it yeah. and 
the thing where it's just a bad idea all the around. The bit doesn't really work, so the yeah. person that the bit is trying to get to be distracted or whatever, Asuka had to stand there for a really weirdly long time doing nothing, and that's not what she does. Yeah. When you've got that could have just as easily been Billy or Peyton. Yeah. Easily. Exactly. It should They could have, have had two Oscars. Mm, it should have been <laughs> the Iconics should be in the spot where James Eldworth is yeah. right now. And I could just see that old man in the back going, yeah. <laughs> look at that silly bastard, he's got no chin. <laughs> That's, yeah. <I> <laughs> you gotta see that. Have you seen this guy yet? Right. The people love him. Yeah. I mean... The, the the bingo hall people love him. So we've got that for him. Yeah. Like, dude, it was a joke that we were tired of after five right. minutes. And we're, we're really sorry it's a we took it joke. that far. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, damn it. So, How come that had to be the one thing you picked up on and gave it right. a contract? <laughs> oh, my God. So. Not even, not even his fandom of the offspring. Right. Did you notice he's got double arm offspring album covers like Mm -hmm. i knew he had the one i think the second one's new well anyway that's my tie-in for rock strikes 10 this week by the way so that stuff happened i don't uh, it's so the women's matches on this show that or the two women's title matches on the show felt like so going into them i don't know i didn't really buy that they were going to switch the title necessarily but the way that they were trying to sell it so hard that they that they were like it just didn't feel right. I knew something was going to happen in both of these matches. Yeah. And it it really killed a lot of the intrigue for me. Although I, of course the Ronda Nia match was way more fun to oh, watch. Oh yeah, I absolutely. The I think it was the wrong time to do it. Yeah. And it was clearly obvious that it was done for Alexa to cash in. That's the only reason they put these two together at the well, time. Because yeah. it didn't make sense even in the beginning. We talked about yeah, it. Yeah, on the front end, we were like, huh? Yeah. But, yeah, I get that. And then, like, so much so, the Friday before, I was like, that's what's going to happen. Yeah. Like, I immediately, yeah. like, was like, they're going to do that. And I should have written it down in an envelope and given it to you. <laughs> and been like, I know it's like it's I, I, I did call it. I promise you. Right. I knew that that was going to happen. But I want to talk about Ronda a little bit since sure. we're, we're tied into it. So... <laughs> Enjoy this while you can, in a sense. There's some good and bad here. Okay. The good is we get to kind of have underdog Rhonda for a bit. It's just going to be a bit longer now. Because it's weird. She's legit, and she's over. But she hasn't found her footing yet, Mm -hmm. but she's not bad in the ring. That's the the cool thing about it. She doesn't move around like a pro wrestler yet, Mm -hmm. but it's it's fun to watch for it's, that reason it's interesting yeah and it kind of i think it kind of does make her an underdog in a weird way yeah because a lot of the wwe people do kind of look samey after a while i yeah. mean a lot of the better ones they do do their own stuff yeah but yeah the wrestling style is ingrained in a lot of the people yeah. so because that's why you see when like a kyle o'reilly or Pete yeah. dumb move around you're like oh that's that's fun that's yeah. different yeah. same you know so that's going on and it's funny because every time she does, like, I, I do hate the fact that they treat her like a child almost. Yeah. Like, oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> wow, she did the double axe handle off the top rope. Right. You know, like yeah. shit, you, shit you've seen since you were seven. Yeah. You know, so that's weird. But like I said, that they're treating her like the underdog in commentary in a kind of a weird underlying way. Yeah. But now we've got this other thing where, and you know, everybody's talking about it, and we're going to talk about it, but. She 
you you were saying this before we started recording. They 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 sold us the wrong bill of goods right to our face right off the bat yeah. as far as as it concerns Ronda. Right. And I still this is not trashing Ronda because I feel like that that's not she didn't she can't make them say the things that they right. said. Yeah. She says the things that she says in interviews because she wants to be liked. Yeah. And I I you know, I, I don't blame her. Yeah. You know, so what's what's the problem here? Like, what? how can we fix this? And you got this bogus suspension that keeps her off TV. Yeah. And it's just like, what's going on here? Well, that's the thing, because when she was coming in, they said that she's going to be part of the division. She's going to be another wrestler like anyone else. She's going to be there every week. She's going to have matches. Well, I don't remember them saying she's going to have matches. But they said that she's going to be a wrestler like everyone else. She was full-time. That she's full-time. So, to me, that means, oh, she's going to be wrestling in matches on Raw. Yeah. And she doesn't. She doesn't do that. (laughs) She's had the WrestleMania match, and she's had... Some promos. Yeah, some promos. Contract signings. Yeah. (laughs) So, right off the bat, like you said... They promised us something, and they did not deliver on it. That's not Ronda's fault. I really, really like Ronda Rousey. I think she's great. She's... It's different, like you said, but she's so good. She's a natural, obviously. And it's fun to watch her in the ring. I think she's really, really good. So the fact that they're making me upset with the character upsets me. And they just need to write it better. Don't tell us something, and then not give it to us in that way I get that when you do that in certain ways for a heel like you, that's intentional to do that but she's a baby face yeah. and they need to if they're gonna say something they need to deliver on it yeah it's like maybe they should have treated her like Brock from the get go yeah because here's the thing you know like the way they were treating Brock okay the Brock that re-signed with WWE you know, like right after Mania 28 or whatever it yeah. was. And uh, it, it was like he was an attraction. Yeah. And he wasn't... He was there. He was there a lot more than he is now. Yeah. But then remember when he like re-signed when they thought he was going to quit again? It was like, oh, he re-signed, so he's going to be back and he's going to be doing more dates. Mm. That's kind of the way they should have handled R- Rousey. Yeah. Is it like they should have treated her like a special attraction for like kind of the first year. Yeah. And maybe do like every other pay-per-view. Or maybe every three pay-per-views. Yeah. And then like kind of pretend like the next year is like her re-upped yeah. year. And then she's really going full-time. Because that way you can hide anything else yeah. that you were needing to hide before. Also, she's out of a lot of her other obligations. Because she has yeah. all these other professional obligations that she is doing. Right. She's continuing to do. And this was stuff that was done before her deal. So yeah. that's another reason why it's not her fault. UFC Hall of Fame thing, that movie promotion, some other movie promotions she's done from other movies that she's already shot. Right. So these things are why these things are going on right now. Yeah. And we most of us understand that, but it is going to hurt her with some of the fans, and already has to an extent. Yeah. I said they were going to put her on the box next year. They probably will. Yeah. They put her on the front and center part of the box for the Women's Evolution DVD box that just came out. Oh really? And people are some people are pissed about it. Yeah. I had to go, I had to do my duty, go in there and leave my smart comment. <laughs> but here's here's what I said, and I I really wanted to say it here on the show. Mm. I will defend them putting her in the front center of the, because she's in like this long row of women. Yeah. But she's front and center, and I will defend that, because if she didn't happen, and I'm talking like 
UFC Ronda didn't yeah. happen. Yeah. This box set wouldn't exist. Yeah. And a lot of these other things you saw over the last few years would not exist. That's true. Because we goof on Vince. I goof on him a lot. <laughs> and uh, But he also smelled the money that Ronda and the UFC was pulling down. Yeah. And, you know, I'm all for progressive stuff. Mm. But I can guarantee you that is what made them pull the trigger in WWE. Yeah. Because Ronda was making money. Yeah. And now they're like, there's money in women, now let's do it. And yeah. that's 100% what it is. I'm not disregarding any of the other talent no. currently under contract or that was under contract at that time. They've always had great women. They could yeah. have done this any time. That's the thing is because when this whole finger quote evolution started... I was saying, oh, welcome to 2005 when Shimmer started. Because yeah, it was so late. It's not like they haven't had phenomenal women wrestlers in yeah. wrestling. And in the WWE. Yeah. Because the, those great matches in that era with like Lita and Trish and Molly and Jack, yeah. Miss Jackie and, and yeah. all that. It when, was When they were embarrassing themselves with Michelle McCool Maurice matches, yeah. and Impact was destroying right. them yeah. with their women's knockout division. And, and credit goes to them too, by yeah. the way. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So Gail Kim, who did both, yeah, and she knew where it was happening with yeah. women. Yeah, you see where what she did. Right, that tells you everything you need to know. Yeah, she got out of the easy money for respect for what she did. Yeah, so I, I never really thought about the UFC angle where yeah, Ronda Rousey was she was maybe the biggest star in UFC or MMA or whatever your whatever brand or yeah. whatever you want to call it. Like she. I I think she is the biggest star in the history of Ultimate Fighting. Yeah. Like MMA because she crossed over fans like tons of like even just people I work with. Yeah. Were interested right. because of her and that's it. Yeah. They would have watched UFC in a hundred years. Right. I still don't and I wouldn't have either. <laughs> but I was a lot more intrigued to when she was doing it. The exception being, hey, what's Punk doing? What's Lesnar doing? Right. I was I was at least intrigued. But I was really like, huh. Like, that's when I really went, wow, okay. Yeah. So that's why Vince did it. That's why the world did it. Makes sense. Yeah. You, you convinced me. Yeah. So I, I defend that inclusion, but they they got to, they're going to have to make already a lot of amends with fans to get this, make this happen. Yeah. Uh, the main event at Mania next year that I'm calling still yeah. <laughs> is going to, uh, it still needs, they need to get her in a position where she's got to walk down that ramp and she cannot be booed this time. Yeah. Well, not that she was last time. Yeah. She needs, they need to give her the same reaction that last year. Right, right, right. And if they fuck it up, they're not going to get that. Yeah. I'm really worried about it. No. To the point now where I don't know if that main event's going to happen, but it should. It should, yeah. I don't know. We'll see how it goes over the next few months, I guess. Uh, so, Money in the Bank was Big Cass's last match. Yes. Happy about that. The, yeah. It's such a weird, like, it. the writing was apparently on the wall for pretty much since the feud with Daniel Bryan started, because yeah. Daniel Bryan, like, beat him every single time. Yeah. Like, he, the two pay-per-view matches, yeah. that one thing where Cass tried to run in on him and Bryan just beat the crap out of him, yeah. that was... <laughs> Looking forward to seeing uh, Sig Bass and Anzo Amore yeah, in right. the Impact Zone. <laughs> so we got James Ellsworth back, but at least Big Cass is gone, so it's like trying to balance the scales, I guess. Well, it's easier to get on a plane now, at right. least. <laughs> but my favorite... Oh, actually, it's a lot easier from what right. I heard. <laughs> okay. My favorite match of Money in the Bank was finally 
AJ Styles versus Shinsuke Nakamura. Finally! Uh, I would have rather the outcome been different. Me too. But the match was... I enjoyed it quite a bit. There was a moment, probably two minutes before the actual finish, where I'm like, Nakamura's gonna win it now. Yeah. And that's perfectly fine. Yeah. And... I just don't under you know how much we love AJ Styles if this yeah. is your first show you don't but we love AJ Styles longtime supporter day one yeah. TNA all that stuff yeah. uh, he should have lost the belt this time that's bad for Nakamura I mean they already obviously they already have him trying to go after the US title yeah. now no disrespect but he should have he should be the champ right now it's a step and, down and yeah. he's had with including his matches with Jinder Mahal last year, like how many title matches has he had now? And he's lost every single one of them. Yeah, it's bad. It's it's over for him in the main event scene. I just don't mm. see him recovering from this. I hope I'm wrong. But Nakamura should have won that match for the exact same reason why Johnny Gargano lost his match. Yeah. AJ went completely outside of his yeah. box. AJ went crazy. AJ broke rules. AJ became a heel in the last five minutes of that yeah. match. And the devil was always Shinsuke, but it didn't appear that way right. for the last five minutes till he pulled that low blow, which was a beautiful way to do it. He's been doing it for months, yeah. but you still didn't see that one coming. Yeah. And that is really hard to pull off, yeah. especially as bad of a move as the low blow is. Right. But man, he made it art in that match. He yeah. really did. <laughs> he should be the champ right now, damn it. Yep. And Elias should be the Intercontinental Champion right now. Mm. Because that match, man. It was it was really uh, good. And you know what? I, I'm, it, that's, I'm, I'm like conflicted internally. Yeah. Seth Rollins and AJ Styles are the shit. They are just the best yeah. in the world. They are top five Mount Rushmore wrestling guys. I know there's four people on Mount Rushmore. <laughs> uh, but people like the word top five. Sure. So, like, if you're doing a Mount Rushmore right now, current guys, everyday guys, full-time guys, they're in, they're on it. Yep. It's AJ, Rollins, you know, Okada, Omega, probably. Sure. I'm going to put Jericho in there. Just right. of, sure. Or Johnny. Let's put Johnny sure, in there's there. Six. I, I don't know. Okay, <laughs> fuck it. There's ten guys, basically. <laughs> uh, and on the Money Night Mechanics. But, man, and, you know, I, I, you know, been talking about how much I love Elias. I love that he's not proving me to be a punchline yeah. I, I need he's make he's made me more serious as the year has gone on <laughs> for not being an asshole for being a last fan initially i was being a fan because i knew it bothered you actually right. it's almost for the same reason that i have that extra bit of love for the young bucks right it's like the one thing we don't 100 percent agree on sometimes right. sometimes and that's just kind of what we do that's what yeah. best friends do sure. we kind of poke a little bit yeah well oh. it's fun to actually legitimately want different people to win in a match yeah. when we're watching them together I, I just had that with Nola. Yeah. Uh, we were, um, I was, it was War Raiders versus the the uh, the Mighty, yeah. <laughs> and you know who she's rooting for, mm. and you know who I'm rooting for. Yeah. That was fun to watch just for that reason. Yeah. I was like, ha <laughs> 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 maybe next time, maybe next year, right? But uh, yeah, Elias makes me more serious because I was it was a goof right. as much of a goof as it was for him as it was yeah. for booking and for everybody, and. His stock went way the F sure. up after Money in the Bank. I was proud to wear my Elias shirt the next day. Mm -hmm. I even had some people come up to me and said, Hey, your boy lost. I'm like, no he? He, no, no, he didn't. Yeah. I don't think he did. That's cute that you say that, but right. I want you to come back a year yeah. later and tell me the same do thing. Do you really understand wrestling? Yeah, I don't know no. if you do. No, no. 
All right. So, yeah. Proud to be an Elias fan. Proud to own the shirt. And uh, good things abound. I'd, maybe he could pull what Edge did on Kennedy and get the briefcase off Braun somehow. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> Elias is your Braun next. Braun Strowman doesn't seem to be that hard of a man to outsmart. So. <laughs> oh, he just uh, you just got to paint something on the wall. <laughs> 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 and just have him do the thing where he charges. Yeah. <laughs> He that. went that away. Right. <laughs> You're gonna pay for it afterwards, but yeah, sure. just but as I can get the title. You know, whatever. I can milk that for three months before right. I get my comeuppance. <laughs> That's what a good feud is. Right. In our day, it was a year, but okay. Anyway, <laughs> where was I, Chris? <laughs> we were talking about uh, uh, Nakamura should be the champ, yeah. and uh, yeah, that was basically it. Yeah, it was that a- match was it was phenomenal. It, it was, was yeah. it was great. It was. What a last man standing match would be. You're not even a big fan of last man standing. Is that probably... Not let's say, yeah. Let's say after like uh, Jericho Hunter from 2000. Yeah. You know, all the way back to 2000. Because they did some really deplorable ones in the late yeah. 2000s. Yeah. One of the better last man standing. Top. Yeah. Probably the second best. Maybe the best now. Because I think like one of the gripes I generically have about last man standing matches is there's a lot of standing around. Which is built into the match. So yeah. it... it the the last few segments, the last five ten minutes, tend to be a big move and then stand around, and it, it just drags. But this one didn't. Yeah, it's everything that the what the Undertaker Big Show last man standing <laughs> match wasn't. I don't. I think I blocked that from my memory. Yeah. yeah. One thing I didn't block out was the uh, the best finish ever is still Cena duct taping Batista yeah, to the pole. I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, great stuff. All right. Let's get through these last two weeks here. Right, week three. Man. Um, this was a tough week for me to pick the match of the week. There was a bunch of good stuff on this one. And out of nowhere, we have a new Intercontinental Champion. Yeah. And it's not Elias. Yeah. It's Dolph Ziggler, back from the dead. I mean, yeah, they've been building up this, uh, you know, a lot of a lot of online cynical jerky fans are calling it the Sean Diesel Part 2, but... Man. Uh, you know, maybe in the best way it is, yeah. because if they're gonna do what they say they're gonna do, they might they could potentially do what Sean and Diesel did, which was have all the belts they could possibly have at one yeah. time, uh, World Intercontinental Tag Team. Yeah, I'd like to see it. Yeah, because I'd like pri- to see it legitimize them. Prior to this, they it looked like they were moving into the tag division because they were in some of those multi-tag matches they were in that rumble thing yeah, they couldn't even win that battle royal yeah, which yeah. that's something they i saw like they're gonna win it and they're gonna win the titles yeah and then we're just gonna see what happens after that yeah. but th- i thought that was a layup yeah. like that was definitely what was gonna happen that night right. and then it didn't yeah so whoever was like let's not do that let's give sickler the title next week wow yeah like they must be paying him what he's rumored to be being paid right yeah. now yeah. <laughs> that's just a guess but I mean, he woke up, and everybody else woke up to him. Yeah. So, I'm happy about it. Yeah, you, absolutely. You you revitalized one of your greatest wrestlers the last decade. Yeah. And made him matter again. And you did it in a one fell swoop. And that's easy enough. That's all you have to do. It's your company. Do yeah, it. Right. You know, we, we could get the magic of Zack Ryder back tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> it's proven right here. Because, yeah. I mean, who was... Who was further down than him? Right. For, for for being in the position that he had been in. Okay, let's say, like, he's been to the top. Who had dropped farther, yeah. He had dropped further than anybody. Yeah. 
And it's interesting because, I mean, he has the de facto top title on Raw at this point since it's the only one. Yeah. And so you have Ziggler taking this title that Rollins has elevated to the top yeah. with what he's been doing. And they gave him the best excuse in the world. Yeah, yeah. That that's that's good though. That's good for Rollins. Right. I, mean, I, I would never argue that kind of booking. Right. It's smart. And so while you have Ziggler doing all these great things with Rollins and whoever else he's going to be doing great things with over the next month, two month, three months, whatever, you have Drew McIntyre there the entire time, getting more back familiar with the crowd again, and you start to see Drew doing more things in tag matches at ringside, doing things like that, and you build him up to maybe go after a higher title whenever yeah. that decides to come back. That's where that's where the Sean Diesel comparison is legit to me. Yeah. That one part about it, I see yeah. McIntyre getting the world title first. Yeah. First. Yeah. Before him now. I've realized that Dolph is a former world champion, yeah. but they've mm-hmm. made those reigns completely yep. worthless after a while. Okay. On this Raw was also... I, something struck me as funny in <laughs> early... In, I think it was the first segment. That was the one where Rousey went nuts and and attacked everybody in the ring. Because yeah. that was... This is the night after Alexa Bliss cashed in the same night she won. and yeah. So she was mouthing off to Ronda Rousey. Rousey attacks... Bliss, she attacks Kurt Angle with the briefcase, like, repeatedly. Yeah. Which, yeah, that was good. <laughs> yeah. I um, did not expect that. Yeah, I like Kurt Angle a lot. Yeah. But it, it, yeah. Was, it was interesting to see. It, it goes back to that she's not experienced in pro wrestling, so when someone does this thing that Alexa said it was legal, that's debatable, because DQ finish isn't legal, and that's what mm. she did. Wow. But anyway, but to have that happen and Rousey just go off like that and attack everyone. The funny thing in this segment to me was, though, referees ran down to the ring to stop the goings-on, the yeah. chaos. And it was funny to me because two of those referees should have been wearing red shirts. Because two of those referees are not legitimate referees yeah. they are were they, they were plants local yokels yeah, yeah i had never seen them before in my life so when they ran into the ring i was like oh they're about to die <laughs> so that just stood out to me as hilarious and i know a lot of people probably don't they don't notice like that things. no yeah but since i do like make it a point to know the name of everybody that i see on my television yeah. like i knew that those guys weren't there it was funny to me yeah i i you know I really, I definitely enjoyed these last two weeks of television more so than the first two. I did June. too. The watching because I actually watched these weeks pretty close together because yeah. I had gotten behind, and the weeks after Money in the Bank are more interesting to me than the weeks building up to it. Yeah, and even then, like it's, it, I had that weird thing where I actually did enjoy the majority of Raw and SmackDown as much if not actually more so a little bit than the nxt and 205 shows because they those were kind of standstill shows yeah the nxt was the wrap-up it was the the show that was shot during takeover yeah so those are never great shows they they have a couple kind of short warm-up matches yeah there were warm-ups for the crowd which were fine yeah it was the war raiders and the mighty and then bianca belair and and dakota kai i take it back 205 was good (laughs) <laughs> 205 yeah i mean it's always good because that triple threat was it was that was really good yeah i mean i'm struggling here because moving over to smackdown that gauntlet match was really cool like because just be really the unpredictability of it yeah because i mean they started off with and please turn it off and watch turn the show off and watch that smackdown if you haven't yeah. yet because i'm gonna go into a little bit of detail here especially on the finishes but it starts off with Daniel and Big E 
and they have this crazy good match. It was really good, yeah. <laughs> and it's like, what can you do after that? Yeah. Oh, there's three more people coming down the pike. And Joe comes out, and you're like, oh man, Joe's going to kill you. Yeah. And it was academic. Daniel, of course, being insane, hung in there and got a really crazy random countout win over Joe. Yeah. But it totally worked. Yeah. And it made sense and you actually believed it. Right. I also believed that I thought Joe was just going to just really, really, really put him out. Yeah. <laughs> after that. Right. And he didn't really. But then the Bludgeon Brothers did because yeah. of what happened before the match because they thought that they that he's they you know, he stole their thunder. It was yeah, it was just the thing where <laughs> on SmackDown they've been doing the thing where they play the music for the first person of the next match before the set the previous segment is over. Yeah. So people have to cross paths and yeah. in this time they so, just stared at each other. Yeah. And I guess there is history there. Yeah. So maybe that played into it, but the announcers didn't say anything, so yeah. it doesn't matter. But, yeah, so they come in and they do their double team move on Daniel. Yeah. Daniel's definitely done now. I mean, he was done before that, but they just put the uh, little exclamation point yeah. on it. And here we go, another chapter right. in the Miz Daniel story, which That's, is going to get brought up because I don't yeah. see them not doing Daniel Miz at Mania. Yeah. They really got. I mean, they if may they, have to wait till summer. They may have to do it SummerSlam. I don't think you could push it this far, but who knows? Yeah. Maybe I'm wrong. They could. Yeah, they could. They should. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Miz comes in, gets that pin right away. Yeah. Of course, he has to do his move first. Oh but... yeah, because he did it. He, he beat yeah. Daniel Bryan fair and square. And I was like, well, man, the Miz is shit hot right now. He's going to win this match because yeah. Rusev comes out, and the crowd is loving Rusev now. We've been conditioned to expect him to lose a big match. Yeah, a big a match. match that matters. Yeah, he's gonna win, building up to that big match, but then he'll lose that big match. Yeah, and then he didn't. Yeah, he won the damn match. And, you know, there's probably some cynical people that's like, oh, this is a placeholder match. Okay, fine. Yeah, fine. <laughs> it is what it is. He's got a freaking world title match, people. Rusev Wake up. And AJ Styles, yeah. They just gave us what we wanted. Right. And they can, sh the company can shit on it if they want. Yeah. But we will not, and we should refuse to, like, be, wake up now. Like, right. wake up now for this. <laughs> Mark out if you're in the live yeah. crowd. Give it the response it deserves yeah. and make this a thing. If you crap all over it, especially like the live crowd craps all over it, you're not going to see Rusev getting that match again because Rus because AJ Styles has a history of being in great matches yeah. repeatedly. And Rusev does too, but if the people in the back see that this match isn't getting reaction, who are they going to blame? It's going to be Rusev. Exactly, because... Here's the thing. I, I even said the butterfly effect going back to WrestleMania 31 yeah. is what I'm getting to here. And then I, we will get to week four, I promise. And we'll crown that week three winner. So I had this thing the other day where I was thinking WrestleMania 31 was the worst tangent possible for Rusev and for Bray Wyatt. They both they both lost their matches. They were both on huge rolls. Yeah. And I think that loss completely may have killed off their career f for what it could have been. Sure. They should both be in better positions right now, and they're not. And I think it's because those two particular matches they lost. Yeah. And I, they haven't, they, none of those people have been the same since. Rusev was going to be the monster. He yeah. should be, he should be doing what Braun slash that other guy is doing right now. Yeah. Because he was, he was moving to that direction 
and he was hot. He was hotter than anybody else in that company, really, honestly. Yeah. And he should be on his third world title right now. You're he's right. not. He's sniffing his first one, and no one thinks he can win it, even though we want him to, or yeah. a lot of us do. Yeah. So, I just, you know, I don't know how much hope I can hold out for Bray Wyatt getting that possibility to get, get re-energized. I mean, it's not too late. Yeah. It's not too late, so yeah. maybe it'll happen down the road. But a lot of stuff has to happen before that. The Rusev thing is, I, I, I'm putting him in for comeback of the year so far. Um, okay. At least, you know, hopefully. Yeah, he's got yeah, right. this has to work. But, yeah, I just I just feel, I just thought, I mean, I feel bad for those guys because they should have won those two matches. If they had won those two matches, that would that would be a better show, too, overall. Yeah. So we can only remember it for one thing now. And it could be remembered for a lot of cool things. Right. That's all. Okay. Yeah. Um, so match of the man, we were talking. We're conflicted here. It, I don't want to. I don't want to do a tie. I mean, I definitely think yeah. that it deserves mention. That triple threat on two hundred five is so good. Ali really versus good. Atami versus Murphy, and I really enjoyed it because I didn't expect it to go that long. It was yeah, like it most was of the close. show. Yeah, it was yeah. most of the show because it was a two match show. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I. So, my thing with the gauntlet match, I thought it was great. I think the two matches were great because it was basically Daniel Bryan versus Biggie. Biggie and Joe. That was one thing. And then after Miz came in, it was completely reset. Yeah. Both guys were on an even playing field. So, it was, yeah. to me, it was Daniel Bryan running a mini gauntlet and then we knew Miz Rusev and the Miz had another match. Yeah. Um, so, as a gauntlet match it didn't feel like they utilized the rules to the fullest extent at the same time i love the finish i love the stuff that daniel bryan did i Big E amazed me oh. i know he's a great wrestler yeah but to see all of the new day guys in these singles matches it's i love it and yeah. i think that biggie was the biggest surprise to me because i know those other two guys yeah. can do really well biggie hasn't had that single success that, I mean, he's in form that he was gro- he was groomed for it. Yeah. Like he sh- he should that's another guy that yeah. should be the he guy. He was now. what the second NXT champ. He beat Rollins yeah. for it. Yeah, he did. Yeah. I I envision a perfect utopian wrestling society yeah. where the New Day actually never breaks up, right. but they garner a lot of single yeah. success. Yeah. I I don't I don't think that should you shouldn't have to break them up for them to be right. successful individually. I feel like they think they need to because that's that's what that's they do. What they always do. Yeah. But yeah. Anyway. But, so let's give it to the gauntlet match. Sure. Watch that it. triple. Watch yeah. the shit out of that triple threat match. It's great. Right. But I, I kind of like. I like this. I like Big E being in it. Rusev being in it. Yeah. This ad, This is going to add to the mystique of the Miz Daniel feud that has been going on literally for like what ten years now right. or something. <laughs> Which it seems it's not that long, but it's been going on for the best part of the decade. So. Yeah. All right. So week four. Yes. So week four, I do want to do a little aside for week four, just real quick at the beginning here. We did lose a couple uh, wrestlers during, like, leading up to that week. Uh, right. I feel we'd be remiss if we didn't mention. Um, Thank you. Yeah. Vader and Matt Capitelli both <sighs> passed within a few days of each other, it seems. Two different journeys right there. I yeah. mean, uh, the what could have been and the wow. Like, uh, yeah. Did you ever hear about, like, I'm not going to go into detail. You should definitely look up stories about this. But the Matt Cavatelli retirement uh, thing they did in OVW apparently was just a work of amazing really? stuff. Like, 
people that like said I was stop watching after that because it was like the best night. Everybody yeah. in the crowd was crying. All the wow. wrestlers were crying. Heyman booked the whole thing wow. to have him go out on a great note. Um, I'm gonna. I, I don't know the exact date, but uh, on principle, I'm gonna give two classic matches of the week for these two guys. Sure. Uh, Capitelli actually wrestled this really fun tag match on Velocity, <laughs> and I've never forgotten it. I've never. I think I rewatched it once, like almost after it happened, like a few days after. Yeah. But since him and John Hennigan, aka John Morrison, aka Johnny Mundo, they were putting them together as a team. Mm-hmm. Because they were co-tough enough winners, yeah. and they had that one spot on Raw where Tommy Dreamer caned them both, and that was it. And that was right. their that was their contractual obligation. Yeah. But then um, they sent him down to OVW, and they had Heyman work with them, and they got called up to do a match on Velocity as a tag team, and their opponents were Shelton Benjamin and Charlie Haas, <laughs> and they hung with them, and they they looked legit, and it was like, wow, these kids are gonna be somebody. Yeah. And I've never forgotten that match for that reason. I was like, I see big things for those guys. And they they were both kind of scouted as like the next Shawn Michaels. <laughs> like right. both of them. Yeah. And there was definitely the potential there. And, and just because Capitelli, bad things happened to him, I don't think he was uh, you know overrated in that reason. Yeah. I, I think that he would have been really good. He had the personality, he had the look, and he definitely had the potential talent to go far. It's just, it's a damn shame, man. Yeah. It's nothing that he could have helped. Right. It's nothing that anybody could have helped. And yeah. can, cancer sucks. And, you know, if only there was a cure in our lifetime. But, uh, yeah. I, I followed a little bit of that story leading in the months leading up to this sad inevitability. And he the fact that he had been remissed out of it for so long and he had lived a lot longer. Yeah. And um, that's almost worse, you know? <laughs> like, yeah, right. I mean, okay, not for his loved ones. People got to have more time with him, but... Uh, Imagine beating it and then not. I yeah. just, that would that just destroys. Anyway, I don't mean to bring the show down. But no. I mean, how can you mm, when you talk so about yeah. Matt Capitelli? Rest in peace, man. Um, but go watch that match. Uh, that was his uh, only major television match, like ever. I mean, not yeah. counting OVW because yeah. it just didn't air nationally. But he got that one shot on Velocity, and for for a few minutes, man, that guy was a wrestling star. Yeah. Very cool. Very cool. Um. Uh, we had different journeys with Vader. We talked about this the day yeah. after he died. Yeah. So what was your... Uh, I mean, you know, uh, was it Family Matters aside? Oh, <laughs> no, the, <laughs> was uh, No, Boy, Boy Meets, Meets World, World yeah. yeah. Family Matters was the Bushwhackers. Yeah, okay. So, yeah, so... <laughs> Sorry, okay. Sorry, Vader. Yeah, Boy Meets World. Yeah. A lot of people really remember and love that part. Uh, yeah, I, re- <laughs> I remembered it. Because I wasn't... When that was on, I don't really... I knew who Vader was, yeah, but I didn't. I wasn't as familiar with him as wrestling because I hadn't seen a whole lot of it. Yeah, my first real exposure to Vader was back, I guess, the late '90s in WWE when he yeah. was doing that stuff. Yeah, and in his best days, at least in America, had passed him by that yeah. point. He was when he was brought into WWE. He had a good. He had a good run. He was one of the big contenders for Shawn Michaels, and apparently he was going to get the belt, but mm. the, the way Shawn was at that point, he yeah. wasn't having it. So that's why that didn't happen, which is a shame. I know Jim Cornette's talked about that before, too, but uh, uh, I remember watching NWA. It was like 1991 or 1990, something like that. It was early 90s, and they showed a vignette of Vader. It's like, Big Van Vader is coming to America. Mm. He's a he's a he's a, he's an American, but he's a star in Japan. He's a former NFL player, and he's been just 
he's been like a like a megalodon like just yeah. <laughs> porking his way through japan you know like just like like a leviathan you know right. like like and the package was great because he's just squashing these guys and yeah. they showed the vader bomb and the power bombs they showed the mask bit where he puts the he puts this huge mask yeah. that, that was like a like the like the Legion of Doom shoulder pads, but mm-hmm. it went all over his head and his shoulders. And he puts it down. He hits a switch, and the smoke comes out. And like when I'm when you're eleven, that's that's yeah. the best. Yeah. So before I even saw him do a headlock, I was already like invested in this right. guy. And the coolest thing that the NWA did with him, and you can't even hold a candle to what WWE did with him. They bring him in, and he does he's, he doesn't full time it. He actually comes in and he does a few things and usually he always wins. And then they finally got him full time. And then they gave him Harley Race as a manager. Mm-hmm. So there's, there's no that right there. I mean, oh my God. But Sting was the guy. Sting was my hero. He was everybody's hero. Uh, Flair had come and gone. He was on and off with NWA. So Sting was the franchise player of the NWA slash WCW. Mm. And... Uh, Vader finally commits to being full time and they commit to Vader as a company. So he wins a whatever contender match, I'm sure, or he just gets named the number one contender to Sting's title, which is probably actually what happened. Mm. And they have a world title match at the Great American Bash. And the really cool thing was I didn't order that pay per view. I never ordered one NWA pay per view when I was a kid, but twice they forgot to scramble the pay per view. <laughs> and that. Great American Bash was one of the ones I got to see for free. Nice. Where's a tape? Get a tape. Yeah. <laughs> no, tape over the Tyson fight. Tape right. over that robbery. Uh, <laughs> so I got to see Sting and Vader. And I was like, oh man, Sting's going to win, but it's going to be his toughest match. And that's yeah. exactly what I thought. Not only did Vader win, but he destroyed Sting. <laughs> it was like the biggest squash world title match I had ever seen. The next time I would see a match like that was the the you know, the Suplex City uh, thing, oh, the, wow. the establishment yeah. of Suplex City yeah. against John Cena. It took that long. Yeah, he just ki- he just kicked Sting around the ring for like it's like that guy said in the Mania Three uh, hype, the fan. Oh, Andre's going to kick Hogan around for ten minutes and then pin him. <laughs> That's what he did. That's what Vader did to Sting. Right. He just kicked the shit out of him for like ten, fifteen minutes and did like the sickest looking power bomb to pin him, and then he won the title. Wow! And everybody just went, oh. <laughs> I mean, everybody was. They weren't mad. They were just sad. Right. Because it was just a. He just destroyed him. Yeah. And Sting was never the same after that with me. Mm. You know, that yeah. that's how I felt Kinda about it. Kind of killed the mystique a little bit. Totally killed. It killed off Sting in that one match for me. Yeah. So I've never really been a Sting guy since then, actually. Wow. That's how badass Vader was. <laughs> he hadn't even done his first moonsault yet by the time he did oh, that. Wow. So there's that. Yeah. Top three big men ever. Uh, yeah. It's like him, Yoko, and Andre. Yeah. It's yeah. kind of where I have it right now. Yeah, Bam Bam. Bam Bam is, Yeah. Mount Rushmore, right, right. there. There's yeah. your Mount there's, Rushmore there's of, four guys on of that one. super heavyweights. Yeah. Andre's there on principle because he's the George Washington. Sure. And you got Yoko, Vader, Bam Bam. And yeah, absolutely. His, his kid's been really, like, really cool online. Like, really? He's taken it in stride. Vader said he had two years to live two years ago. That's oh, the other wow. thing. I remember him saying that. Yeah. And everybody was like, oh, and this is the day and age we live in. Oh, he's just trying to get in the Hall of Fame. Oh, uh, yeah. 
It's weird though if you go back really? and watch the Hall of Fame, the Dallas uh, Vader kind of acts like he's getting inducted. Really? So, so if you kind of want to see him get inducted in the Hall of Fame, go yeah. watch that. Yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah, two different types of journeys, but two people that made an impact on me as a fan. That's yeah, absolutely. Sure. Yeah. Thank you for bringing that up, Chris. Yeah, I can't believe I, I, I didn't forget about it, right. but I did in the context of the well, bubble of this show. Yeah, so. and I mean it's been a, a bit as we're recording this since that happened so yeah but that was leading into week four the final week of this wrap-up episode uh the the week this was another one like so rollins and ziggler had a rematch for the intercontinental title and this match was even better than their first match yeah Uh, it was really really good but I didn't pick that as my match of the week. That's how good this week was, at least for the top matches, I would say. Yeah, isn't that crazy? I mean, yeah. and there were great. There was a lot of fun matches on SmackDown too. Yeah, and uh, it just, uh, oh man, and with the freaking um, the the six man elimination match. Yeah, we love between, elimination matches. Yeah, and they don't happen enough. Mm-hmm. Lucha House Party versus Gulak, Kendrick, and Gallagher. Yeah, that's not match of the week either. Nope. Full circle. Back to your boys. Undisputed Era runs away with it again. Yep. The six man starts off as a uh, kind of an ECW-esque challenge. Like, I thought they were just yeah. going to lay the belts down and have this thing. Right. Because I did find out. <laughs> I found out that the Mustache Mountain won the tag titles from the yeah, Undisputed right. Era. Yeah. And so, wow, first of all, neat. Yeah. Uh, that definitely helps out with the the current injury, keeping uh, Lorcan and Birch uh, away right. from contending. Yeah, which is maybe another reason why they did it. It's not the Mustache Mountain do not deserve those titles uh, because I mean they're cool, man. I, I think them. it's it helps the UK brand for sure. Oh yeah, great launch. Yeah, great launch. And uh, so they come out. and I'm like, okay, maybe they'll have that that cool ECWS impromptu title match. And yeah. they're just gonna have it now. And then it's like, okay, well, they're outnumbered. (laughs) We need a third guy. And then Ricochet comes out. It's like, oh, shit. Yeah. (laughs) So even though Ricochet kind of sticks out amongst the... Yeah. Because even though, you know, like it's it's not all British guys in Ricochet. Yeah. But, you know, Undisputed Era is very European, as American as they are. Yeah. Because of Fish and Roderick and and O'Reilly. Adam Cole's a very American wrestler, and I dig that. Yeah. It, It... that extra factor to the stew of yeah. Undisputed Era that I that I like a lot. But Ricochet coming out changes the whole complexion. Adds of another this. element to that stew, for yeah. sure. So all those elements there, it should almost be a train wreck. And, and with all these other matches, it should almost maybe not be match of the week, but man, they just it they killed was, it. Yeah, it was phenomenal. Undisputed Era kills it all the time. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Not to spoil anything from the UK thing, but... <laughs> Uh, the Shawn Michaels was there and he had to do a little thing he went to the ring to just say something he came out after Undisputed Era had their match on the show and he was like I've never been afraid of following anything in my life but I am terrified of following that and like Undisputed Era kills it every time nice. and of course Mustache Mountain is, is great Ricochet is great like, so it's just all those elements great great match to end I think the, the month of June because yeah. that's that's the last thing I watched for the month of June because that was the NXT. Great way to do it, and mm-hmm. like the the best match in two hundred five and Raw and NXT, and I went every time going. It's a shame that somebody has to lose. Yeah, because Ziggler and Rollins had back to back great matches on Raw, and we didn't yeah. pick either one of them. Yeah, 
it's one of those times where you know they're trying to pick out reactions from the crowd, yeah. those forced reactions. Yeah. But man, I saw some good genuine stuff on yeah. Raw. Yeah. Those some of those were not fake. Some right. of those were not trying to get on TV. I saw little kids right. and I saw middle-aged men going, "Holy hell." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, still match week. Six man has to be. Yeah. Man, and we didn't even get to Sanity yet. We're going to have to save them till next yeah, month. Yeah, Sanity debuted. They had... It was a squash match, of course, because that's how they start. Well, yeah, but, but then they had that, that really cool six-man impromptu yeah, thing. Yeah. And I just got to say, before we go, I congratulations to Eric Young. Your major roster debut is 15 years in the making, basically, from the first time yeah. I ever knew who you were. And now you're on WWE television. And it's looking pretty good so far. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah. You know, it's one thing to get on NXT. And that's not disparaging to NXT. No, not at all. Some don't make it to the main roster. Yeah. Some, you know, I, I really thought that they were just going to take Killian and make Eric Young a trainer in NXT and maybe be done with that trouble. But yeah. Sanity is so cool and so yeah. fun. And Eric Young gets to be on major television. And yeah. that makes my wrestling heart happy. Yeah. Because he's truly one of the good ones. Yeah. There's a, there's another guy, one of your boys, Leo Rush, made his debut. Oh on, yeah, on yeah. Five that week. Well, he's the future. We got yeah. we got tons of time to talk yeah. about him in the future. Well, let let's let him start getting good matchups right. after a while instead of yeah. just whatever that was. They put him in the ring yeah. with. I don't even know what that is. Yeah, <laughs> it's it like was... he crawled out of a lake. <laughs> and then as I... Charles Barkley would say, like the women of San Antonio. <laughs> Okay. And so I guess before we get out of here, I do want to say, mention real quick that on Raw, we did, maybe we're finally going to get this Bailey Sasha thing because this was the week where. You had to say it, man. Bailey oh. snapped and she went off on Sasha Banks. So I know you have had some stuff you wanted to say about this. So I'm going to oh. open the floor to you to take it wherever you want. You know, it's been such an interesting month. I can't believe that this was the second biggest thing i was going to talk about uh-huh. after talking about the tag division yeah. stuff you know i i can't i don't really even remember a talent that has been as misused in the call-up as bailey has yeah I, I especially when you consider what she did before she got to Raw. yeah she did stumble oh. like that the, the one match she had with alexa and that whole feud really that was a stumbling block that I don't think she's really recovered they, from. No, they just like we're talking about with Bray and Rusev from Mania Thirty One. They booked her so bad, yeah. really quickly. I don't even know if they realized how bad it was going to be. Yeah. It's bad. Yeah. Um, and all all I've been wanting personally, and it's weird because the commentating of dialogue is shifting to they want her and Sasha to get along, and I've been saying for months now on these other episodes. Mm-hmm. No, this feud needs to happen again yeah, yeah. on this particular stage, and it should have freaking happened at WrestleMania, but yeah. okay, it didn't get it. So she finally snaps on Sasha. That was the cool thing. They didn't do that thing that they always do, where they lose the match, and they're like, oh my god, we yeah. lost the match, and they stand in the ring, and then tensions start building up. You start talking back and forth. Yeah. Shove, 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 punch, punch, punch. Yeah. Bailey flipped out yeah, on her. Yeah jumped her as like before the bell ring even left people's yeah, ears bailey was outside the ring well, <laughs> and sasha yeah. lost the match yeah. didn't she yeah and, and then, then there was no questioning it was like bailey was just waiting for the match to be over yeah so that she could attack her and it's perfect to the character because she didn't want to do the match in the first place yeah. 
she was already ready to have a blood feud with Sasha the previous week, if yeah. not before. Yeah, because she got into like weird stalker mode for a minute there. Yeah. She was like, I'm not done with you, like really like eerie stuff that she was yeah. she kept following Sasha and now Sasha's kind of like on her heels, like, whoa, like I know I've been kind of a jerk, but this is getting a little out of hand. And here's the thing, that still continued to make Bailey look bad. Yeah. Like in a bad way. Yeah. Like yeah. she's being booked terribly still. Yeah. Like this this is the first inkling of it maybe working. Yeah. And man, I'm I reacted to it as much as Corey Graves did. That's his best call of the month. <laughs> or of the whole year actually. Right. Like his laugh was genuine. Yeah. As was mine. <laughs> <laughs> like I knew it. And we're reveling in it. Yeah. For about five minutes. Yeah. And then the next segment happened. Kurt Angle flips out on Bailey. Yeah. Like, dude, how many matches have you worked in your life? Right. First of all. Yeah. Second of all, the dialogue in this, going all the way to the massive main conversation of the women's evolution, you're treating her, number one, like a child. Yeah. And you're also treating her, I'm sorry, like a woman. I was going to get to that. I was wondering if you were going to get to it. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Bailey is out of line for finally snapping. Number one, due to bad booking, because you can you can have art imitating or reality, you know, whatever. Life imitates art, right? Bad booking, bad friend needs to go down. You have these two factors that Bailey is legit. uh, She's absolutely justified in going off, Mm. and they're going to treat her like a child, and like I said, like a woman, and I mean that all due respect, but that's how they look at it because. It's her. Yeah. You can have attempted murder on Raw. I was going to get to that too, yeah. Multiple times over yeah. by the same superstar. And not once have they said, Braun Strowman, you need to go to counseling. Yep. It, it, that's it. Yeah. That's all I have. That's. I completely 100% agree because I was actually going to use the Braun Strowman bit for my two cases so do you remember like one week where alexa got into the ring and she was like hey kurt angle you're being sexist because you're making me defend this title in a match yeah in the match where the men don't have to do that you're being sexist there was an argument to be made there she was of course like kind of fudging things a little bit playing off the brock yeah yeah but this month Braun Strowman is just the easiest target. Sure. But Braun Strowman tried to murder people legit in the context of the show. He literally tried to kill his opponents. And, and people have tried to kill him, to be yes. fair. Well, so yeah. Been it lots goes, of it attempt- goes always. All these men trying to kill each other. Yeah, yeah. Like with cars and ambulances and pulling things over and explosions. And garbage trucks. And garbage trucks. And Ronda Rousey attacks Kurt Angle. Yeah, it's bad. She's suspended for 30 days. Where's the suspensions for these other guys? She's a woman. There's Bailey who she snaps and she just attacks Sasha in a way that is not out of line with anything else we've ever seen in the history of pro wrestling. And... Not she didn't to, even do like the figure four on the post, right. which is what I was asking yeah. for. <laughs> she didn't attack anyone else. It no. was just Sasha. No refs. She's not out of control. Yeah. Her rage is controlled to this one point. You would think she'd have come backstage and just slapped Kurt in right. the face as hard yeah. as she could before he even said yeah. one word. It's like, okay, maybe. <laughs> but yeah, she gets. She has to go to counseling now. And. I can't wait to see that. It sets a bad precedent, and I think they should actually 
turn it into a story with the Kurt Angle thing, because there is a history there now. These two things in this one month, plus the thing with Alexa, they can add that to it. Mm-hmm. I think maybe they should turn it into a storyline, because it does. It's it's weird, and I don't... Yeah. like. I'm not I trying expect to... more out of you, Bailey. You're yeah. supposed to be one of the head pe- people in the women's evolution. Right. I'm not trying to get on a soapbox or anything, yeah. but it just it, it feels off and it feels <laughs> weird. And I always like pointing out the inconsistencies with mm. character and story, and this is a huge one to me. Yeah. Just from a wrestling standpoint, I feel like that was WWE saying, How dare you try to like capture that takeover magic yeah. in a bottle again? How dare yeah. you? And not to get too far ahead, but I did start watching the Raw after this. It's going to be in our July wrap-up. Yeah. But Kurt Angle said to someone, I forget who it was now, oh, it was Kevin Owens, because Kevin Owens is upset about the thing that Braun Strowman is trying to do to him. and Kill him? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and so Kurt Angle says to Kevin Owens, immediately, we settle things in the ring. But that's not what he's doing with the women. Yeah. Oh, by the way, in Kevin Owens' defense, if he kills Braun Strowman, Shania Twain will finally sing that song for him. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm not even kidding and about I, this. Yeah. <laughs> Go look it up. So, yeah. that's. I guess, are we ready to wrap it up? Yes. That? Yes. <laughs> so this has, of course, been the Wrestling House Show you've been listening to. You can find it on cnjradio.com with the home of the CNJ Radio Network with Rock Strikes 10, The Synaptic, The Last Theater on the left, and, of course, all the episodes of wrestling house show of course these monthly wrap-ups are super show retro Retro reviews and anything else we like to put up on there so go check that out check out the facebook and the twitter and message us through one of those we still continue to grow our facebook page with a lot of people we've got some responses here and there so if you're not a bot just uh like the post of this episode (laughs) i'm gonna make it really easy I don't even want to comment now. I just want a thumbs up like on this episode. Go do it. Prove to me you're not a bot or you're not part of the solution to really capturing what is the women's evolution. (laughs) (laughs) Bye.